Hello, Chris. How's it going, man? Pretty good. Can't complain right now. <laughs> I feel that. Uh, welcome, everyone, to episode 11 of Football Friday on Football Addicts Anonymous podcast. Mark will be along shortly. Alex had some other things to do, so uh, we'll start off with just you and I right now. And Mark will be here when he gets here. <laughs> uh, we had some college games over the midweek stretch, uh, and I did not win my parlay that I had. I always do a parlay of the midweek games. Did not win. Was close though. It was very close actually. Uh, but we'll start off with um, Buffalo staying undefeated, goes to 3 0, 42 17 over Bowling Green. Matt McDonald played pretty well, actually, uh, for Bowling Green, but uh, that running game for Buffalo, Jared Patterson, Kevin Marks Jr., um, those guys are beasts. And Antonio Nunn, once again, had a good game. <laughs> I mean. This is a game I probably would have expected this kind of score. I mean, I know you guys – or I don't know if this was the game you guys were talking about, but I know you guys were saying something about how you guys thought that Bowling Green was actually better than you expected. And it might have been this game that one of you guys was talking about maybe picking Bowling Green for. But. Uh, I would – I definitely did not – would not say <laughs> anything about picking Bowling Green against anyone really. <laughs> but no, I did say before that um you know, Bowling Green is worse than Akron though. Akron's usually like the the person in the Mac that everyone says it sucks, but this year Bowling Green is really worse than Akron. But that's because Bowling Green's in a rebuild. They have um I think it was it's crazy stat. I think it, it was 60-something uh, on their roster. I think it's 65 freshmen on their oh, roster. Geez. Yeah. They're really, like, breaking it down and uh, trying to build through recruiting and not um, some of the Band-Aids like other teams do with JUCO transfers and uh, grad transfers. So maybe in a couple I don't know if I've years. ever heard something that bad, though, like that many freshmen on one team. Yeah. yeah, maybe in a couple of years though, Bowling Green will be good if they can get everyone to stay and not transfer and be there for the rebuild. Um, defensively, I don't know. There's you know Malcolm Kuntz probably with the best stat line there: two sacks, two tackles for loss, pass deflection. But yeah, really, Buffalo continues their dominance. Um, their defense is really good. Like I said, their running game is good. Their quarterback doesn't have to do much. Um, when your ball ca- top two guys combined for almost 400 yards. Yeah. Wait, uh, I mean, you like you just said, the quarterback didn't have to do much. I mean, you didn't even put him on the uh, on the screen here. So yeah, he only had 74 yards. Had to, had to throw. Had to throw only 12 times. But I mean, Kyle Van Trees, though. Don't don't get me wrong. He is he is a pretty good quarterback. He has had some games in the first two. Um, just not this one. Didn't have to do it. Uh, Buff or Bowling Green actually did cover though, plus thirty one and a half, over under fifty nine pushed. Well, with those kind of 
spreads, though, I always expect the team to cover, unless it's like Clemson against Bowling Green or something like that. Yeah, because those are huge spreads that I feel like never actually like they're too big. Except when you're li- Liberty playing UMass. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, next one on Tuesday was Kent State staying undefeated, uh, beating Akron sixty-nine thirty-five. Dustin Crum looked great once again. Um, Teon Dollar, though, he's been the lone bright spot for Akron all season. I mean, they do have their um, quarterback, Zach Gibson, as well, uh, that has been playing pretty well. Um, not terribly, but um, not doing enough to win, obviously, against Kent State, who runs a spread, and they run um, kind of NASCAR, kind of like how Chip Kelly runs his offenses. But, yeah. <laughs> Kent State is good as well. They're, them and Buffalo, both those teams are really good. Um, you know, <laughs> Isaiah McCoy again had, a, had another good game for Kent. In the Golden Flashes, Xavier Gray zero yard fumble return, fumble recovery touchdown there uh, for the Zips. And yeah, Kent State blowing them out. Would like to see more defense from Kent State though. However. 35 points, that's too yeah. much against Akron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were just saying Akron's one of the worst teams in football. and Yeah, can't let a team like that score 35. I mean, they did double them up, but still. they've you, Ak- need, you need at least some defense to win games. Yeah. It was close at one point. Um, <laughs> and then uh, Kent... Other than 0-0 at the beginning? No, no, it was it was a uh, 35-28 Kent at halftime, and then Kent scored 35 or 34 to seven in the second half. Uh, but yeah, Akron has now lost 19 straight, I believe it is, because they were winless. They were winless last year. Um. Kent State covered plus 24 and a half. Half point cover there. Or actually, no. What am I saying? That's only 59 and a half. Never mind. Kent. Or Kent State minus 24 and a half. Yeah. I don't know. I had it on my paper. It's plus 24 and a half. I don't know why. Kent State minus 24 and a half. They covered. Uh, over 60. Kent got it by themselves. Wednesday night football. Ball State, this was the one that got me. They won 31-25 over Northern Illinois. Uh, Both quarterbacks played pretty well. Um, Caleb Huntley as well for Ball State. But yeah, this was the one that got me in trouble and lost me my bets. So... With Northern Illinois? No. If I would have bet on Northern Illinois, uh, I would have (laughs) won. But... Ball State was up nine points uh, with 2.20 to go, which would have covered the eight-and-a-half-point teaser I had on them. Uh, and, of course, Northern Illinois went down and scored a touchdown. <laughs> or kicked a field goal, actually. They kicked a field goal. Uh-huh. I was like, come on, man, really? And, yeah, then the game ended. So that was the one that lost me money. Really mad. If I, would have, if I would have taken Northern Illinois teaser, though, I would have easily cashed. 
that parlay because Northern Illinois teaser was plus 20 and a half. So, <laughs> I thought Ball State was good enough to cover eight and a half points. Apparently not. Almost, but not quite. Yeah. Uh, Johannes Tyler uh, for Ball State also had a good game. Same amount of yardage as Tyrese Rice for NIU. Um, and then Amitio <laughs> Uzodima for uh, Ball State, pick six, 71 yards there for them. That was the game winner, actually. Not really. Not really, but um, makes the difference as a, as a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Northern Illinois covered, plus 14 and a half, uh, under 60 by one. Toledo got the two and one, beating Eastern Michigan 45-28. Preston Hutchinson for the Eagles had a, a great game. Four touchdowns there. Uh, Eli Peters got injured in this one. Carter Bradley had to come in and play. Um, did so very well. Uh, I believe I believe it was Peters that got hurt. I don't think it was the other way around. I mean, either way, they both looked like they did pretty good while they were in, so. Yeah, yeah, it was Peters that got hurt because the touchdowns in the first and second quarter from Peters. So, um, yeah, yeah, both quarterbacks played fair, uh, pretty well in this one. Peters had the the fumble there, but other than that, I mean, <laughs> when you have Bryant Kobach running for 150 yards in the touchdown, um, doesn't hurt to have that happen, as well as Jamal Hines with a 20 yard pick six for the Rockets defense. I love when defensive linemen get pick sixes. <laughs> I don't know if he's that that big, like like a big big defensive lineman. I don't know. I'd have to look. Now, either way, though, like defensive linemen are never in coverage, so whenever they get a an interception in general is fun to see. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Toledo got the cover minus six and a half over sixty two. Battle of Michigan, Western Michigan versus Central Michigan. Western got the win, 52-44. Both coming in undefeated. Big Mac battle, considering they're only playing six games this year. Um, Caleb Ellaby had a good game. Almost 400 yards, five, six total touchdowns, really. Uh, Ladarius Jefferson also, 150 on the ground for them. Uh, I mean, it's kind of weird because most of the offensive stats are in favor of Western, but Central um, got up their points. They just didn't have, like, guys that were standouts except for the couple that I have on here. Yeah, the one thing that stands out to me looking at the stat sheet is Dwayne Eskridge. Four catches for 212 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. And, how, uh, how does that happen? Well. What do you have, two, like, really long touchdowns? Um, yeah I mean he had a 33 yarder in the second quarter 72 yarder in the third quarter and a 85 yarder also in the third quarter yeah so that's 180 or 190 of his 212 yards right there so yeah and he just got an invite to the Reese's Senior Bowl this week I, I mean, thought, wouldn't mind seeing him added to the Jets, but uh, <laughs> the Jets need a lot more than just that. Though. He'll be a mid-round guy. He'll be available somewhere in there. 
fourth fifth round, uh, unless he produces at the Senior Bowl very well, and he might move into the second day. Who knows? Uh, interesting though, Khalil Pimpleton, uh, all-purpose night for him with 100 on the ground and three touchdowns off of seven carries as a wide receiver. Uh, also <laughs> threw it twice and caught three balls. So interesting. So he's like a Taysom Hill kind of guy, almost. Um, I don't. I was. I was not watching this game, so I don't really know exactly what uh, like his build is. Um, it looks like on ESPN they have him as five nine one seventy five. Wow, so he's kind of small. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he's a do it all guy, so you know, yeah. probably return kicks as well if he's fast enough. Um. Western Michigan covered. It was a pick 'em game, so money line hits there, and then over sixty easily. Ninety-six points scored. Thursday night for college. This one was insane. I was watching this on my phone while I had Thursday night football up on the big screen, and so you know the. Golden Hurricanes for Tulsa, they went to 5-1 and one in double overtime over Tulane, 30-24. to 24. Um, Davis Brin is not the starting quarterback for Tulsa. It's Zach Smith, and Zach Smith got hurt. So in came Seth Boomer, their backup. He gets hurt in the third quarter. In comes Davis Brin, and Davis Brin leads... The Golden Hurricanes to a double overtime win. 21 points they put up in the fourth quarter. Absolutely ridiculous production from your third string quarterback in a hard situation. When they, he came into the game, they were down 14 nothing. also in the third quarter. What's up, Mark? How's it going, guys? What's up? You came on for the perfect game to talk about, man. Oh, baby, what is it? Tulsa to Lane, this thing was crazy. Hey, Tulsa, I'm telling you, I've said their secondary is one of the best in the country. Keeps them in the game. Well, they also have a knack for coming back from <laughs> double digits because this is the third this is the fourth time they've done it this year. They were down um, against UCF. They were down sixteen nothing. Came back in one thirty four twenty six. Uh, to ECU, they were down 17-3 to at halftime. Came back 34-30 win there. And then just last week against SMU, they were down 21 nothing in the second quarter. Came back on 28-24. But yeah, like I was saying, you know, Davis Brin, the third-string quarterback, comes in after the first two get hurt. He comes in the third quarter, leads them to a victory. And we'll show you now how this victory actually happened in double overtime. Uh, from one of my favorite players that I've came to know this season, Zaven Collins for Tulsa is an absolute beast. Um, and he got, I believe, invited to the Reese's Senior Bowl as well. So here is the double overtime pick six game winner, 91 yards to the house for Zaven Collins. 
Two to the left, one to the right. Third and goal from just outside the three-yard line. Pratt awaits the snap, has the snap, and drops back to pass. Big rush on, throws over the middle. It's intercepted okay, by Zayvon Collins. Collins Three. left side, 40 to the 50, to the 45, to the... The 40, he may take it all the way. 20, 15, 10, 5. That's a touchdown for Tulsa, and that's a victory for Tulsa. Are you kidding me? It's a 95-yard <laughs> return by Zayvon Collins, and what can't he do? 95, oh, holy <laughs> Collins takes it back do? all the way on the third. Exactly, dude. This, this kid <clears throat> is electric on defense. He can rush the passer. He can cover. Uh, he can, you know... Play the run game. He can get tackles for a loss. He does it literally everything for Tulsa in their defense. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited come draft season to um, look at him more and to see him play in some of the All Star games there. But yeah, 15 tackles, eight solo, half tackle for loss, and that pick six, 96 yards of the house. But, you know, Tulsa, man, they are now uh, sitting there in the driver's seat for that second spot in the American Championship with Cincinnati, uh, with them not doing any divisions this season. Not that they'll win. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Tulsa, very good team. Tulsa did cover minus five. And under 56 by two. Monday Night Football, Vikings got the win. They stayed hot. Three in a row for them. Uh, 19 to 13 over the Bears, who dropped to 500 after a 5 and 1 start. Kurt Cousins got off the schneid of his Monday Night Ofer, finally getting a win <laughs> on Monday Night Football. Dalvin Cook, you pissed me off, buddy. I needed just 14 more rushing yards from you, and I would have won a bet. That would have been pretty good. $67, I believe it was. You know, <laughs> why? Because <laughs> Justin Jefferson needed 65 receiving. He got that in, like, the first half. Kirk Cousins needed 240 throwing. He got that, and the Vikings needed to win. All I needed was 110 rushing yards from Dalvin Cook, and he did not produce. He would have, though, if the... Dang, offensive line wouldn't have held on that long, like, 30-yard run he had in the third quarter. What I find interesting about this game is you're looking at a Vikings team that in that division is sitting right behind the Packers now, I mean, at least in the mix. And then the question becomes, should they have pulled Trubisky? I mean, I understand that you mean Foles? He's not a world beater, but they were five. And, I mean, he was undefeated. You mean Foles? No, no Trubisky at the beginning Trubisky. of the season. Oh. Beginning of the season. He's, I mean, he he was winning ball games. Oh. The defense was at least winning the ball games, and he was the starting quarterback at the time. So I think I it's mean, interesting. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm not in the locker room. I'm not the coaches at practice. But mm-hmm. there's an intersection of when they've started to lose, and he's not on the field. Well, who did they play though those first like four games or whatever? Was it anybody good? I can't remember. One, well, the Foles, really. the Foles comeback team, but the Foles comeback against the Falcons. The Foles comeback against the Falcons. They beat the Lions by coming back in Week One. The Bears oh, yeah. 
they 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 beat the Giants in week two. That comeback, like I said, in week three against the Falcons. Lost to the Colts. Beat the beat the Bucks on Thursday night. That was Foles. Beat yeah, that the, was their only good win. So beat the Panthers. <clears throat> and Regardless of who state. should be starting for him, I don't see their franchise quarterback on the roster, and I don't think that Matt Nagy is going to last much longer. I mean, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I don't know. Chicago's a tough sports city, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the old adage of the Bears is they never have a quarterback. Even back, you know, back in the day with with a uh, Mick Mahoon, you know, people was were mad they only hit one one Super Bowl with that defense in the eighties. Mm-hmm. But yeah, at least they got Roquan Smith. Dude's a beast. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, it's hard not to win when you're holding a team to nine, under twenty points. Um, <laughs> Gosh, so. but yeah. Good thing for them, though, they do have the best returner. Probably, I mean, he's now tied all-time uh, for first with eight total uh, return touchdowns. Um, or is it just kick returns? The eight total? Uh, I don't remember what the stat was. I feel like it's eight total. But, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I still think Devin Hester was the best ever, though. Or maybe, maybe, yeah, it definitely has to be kick returns because, right, Devin Hester has the punt return and, like, total return, I think. Because I know I know one of the guys Cordell Patterson was tied with was Josh Cribbs. Um, let's see, kick return touchdowns. All time. Yeah, it is kick return, just kick return touchdowns. Josh mm-hmm. Cribbs, Cordell Patterson, and can you guess who the third one is? It's not Hester. Is it Devontae Hall? You mean Dante Hall? No. Dante Hall, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Devin Hester actually only has five kick return touchdowns. Yeah, I just looked that up. He was better at punt returns. He had 14 career punt return touchdowns. Yeah. So he had 19 total touchdowns. Leon Washington, Chris. Leon Washington. Wow. wow. Eight when I think of, kick return touchdowns. When I think of the two best returners in my lifetime, it's Devin Hester and Deion Sanders. Yeah. Yeah, Sanders was good too. Those are the. I mean, I know Patterson. This is a great feat for him, but I still don't picture him as like, oh man, it's not just. It's not my mind. Just doesn't go to him. I mean, it will probably now that we're talking about it. But those are the two guys that I'm like automatically go to as punt kickoff, just dynamic players. Yeah, yeah. So Hester's was a lot more one sided than Dion, but man, Dion was something catching punt returns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris, he had a. Uh... Leon Leon had let's see four he had he had half of those with with your your jets there. <laughs> and, That's uh, about the nicest news you've heard in a long time coming out of the jets. In 0708 so because he hasn't been on a team in like 10 years so. <laughs> 0708 
<laughs> was the yeah, four. So 12 years. The four. Well, no, those were the four he had with. Oh. The, he had three in 07, one in 08 for the Jets. He played with the Seahawks for four years uh, mm-hmm. from like 10 to 13 or something. I don't know. Then he played for the yeah. Patriots and Titans after that and his career. Uh, anyways, Justin Jefferson, still mad the Eagles didn't pick him instead of freaking Jalen Rager. Yes, I would be heated if I were you, boy. Woo. DJ Warnham continues to have a really good rookie season for the Vikes, though. Uh, I think they are okay with not having, um, what's his face, in Baltimore now. Pass rusher. Cannot remember his... Suggs? No, he got traded from Jacksonville to the Vikings. Oh, Ngakwe. Ngakwe, that's the guy. The Jags fans are trying to vote him in to the Pro Bowl so they get a fourth-round pick instead of a fifth-round pick. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yannick Ngakwe, I'm sure the Vikings, because of the emergence of DJ Wonham, are okay with not having him anymore. Plus, they're winning three games in a row. Uh, Anyways. The Vikes covered minus three under 45 hits. That was a long-winded slide. Yeah. Thursday Night Football last night, the Seahawks got the win, took first place Uh back in the NFC West, 28-21 over the cards. Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, didn't have to do a lot, actually, Russ. Uh, Kyler Murray, though, 42 throws, uh, really did not run the ball at all, um, which was also making me mad. Considering I needed him to run for 60, 60 yards, that didn't happen. I, just, I love this. I love this division, and I, and you know I'm a Rams fan, but I'm probably the biggest Rams critic. I, I don't think that their defense is is for real, but I don't believe in the offense. But this is just a fun matchup. Like Russell's never won the MVP. He's he had just a great start to the season, and then he's kind of gone through some turbulence. But that's why I chose the Seahawks in our picks is I just thought this was a must-win game for them. And that's mm-hmm. taking nothing away from what Kyler looks like, and and he's only scratched the surface being 23. Russell Wilson was at Wisconsin at 23, is, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and then I thought maybe there would be a little bit more fireworks from the quarterback position in this game. But there wasn't, but Seattle found a way – to win and it was a game that they had to win now with that said i i would love to say that they're going to win the division but i i don't think i think it's still up for grabs in this division if that makes sense well now it's up to the seahawks though to pave their own destiny because now they're done with the cardinals so the cardinals can't do anything about it now they just have to hope that the seahawks lose and i mean the rams i think yeah the seahawks and rams still have a game to go right yeah yeah so I mean, if the Rams can beat them again, then, then it's and the Rams' I don't think, division. But I don't think the Rams beat the Bucks. I could be wrong. But moving forward, the Seahawks actually have the NFC East matchup, and they still have the Jets. So I think the Seahawks in this division have the easiest schedule moving mm-hmm. forward. I wanted to have like a big discussion like, oh, man, they went throw for throw. But it really wasn't that type of game, but they did figure out a way to win. I gotta also just point out that Tyler Lockett was probably the MVP of the game because oh, he caught. Heart. He was nine for nine with targets and catches, even though he only had sixty-seven yards. But he was still able to find the end zone and 
in the, in it the was Dunlap, definitely the security blanket that, that Wilson needed. The Dunlap trade, because, I mean, the only thing separating the Seahawks from everything else, they, they really don't have a good defense, but that's a great pickup in getting Dunlap. Yeah, that last touchdown that the Cardinals scored was terrible. That nobody was anywhere near, uh, who was it? Was it Drake or Edmonds, one of them? Chase Edmonds. Yeah, it was Edmonds, right? And he was... There was nobody anywhere near him. Jamal Adams was the closest one, and he was, like, on the 10-yard line. Yeah. Uh, I was happy, though, fantasy-wise, with the put-out of Carlos Hyde and Tyler Lockett. Lockett's going 21.5, and Hyde, I think, 17.5. So, very good plays by then. Isaiah Simmons continues to have a great rookie season as well. Another guy to look for at Defensive Rookie of the Year race. Hey, I was very happy with uh, Russell Wilson's output, too, because I'm playing against you, like I was saying before the show, and I have Wilson as my quarterback. So he got me, like, high 20s, I think. So I'll, I'll only, take that. Only missing five throws is pretty darn good in the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay. I still stand by my Cardinals NFC Championship appearance. Pick. I mean, they're still they're still making in the playoff line. Still making a playoff. Well, see, this game, regardless of how it would have went, makes it even more important that the Vikings won on Monday night, because now the Vikings <clears throat> win this week. They're one game back. Uh, let's see. The Seahawks covered minus three under fifty-seven. NFL news. So. Let's start in the, A- the AFC West with the defending champs. Forgot to say this on Monday, so we'll say it today. Andy Reid got a extension. Uh, it goes along with GM Brett Veaches, which I believe was five years. I mean, that that's just a bad deal. I'm kidding. Something like that. Andy Reid's a heck of a coach, man. Yeah, it was, it was something like five years, I believe, anyways. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. Andy's going to be... He's, he's going to be like Pete Carroll, man. He's going to be kind of hmm, getting there by the end of the, both of their deals. <laughs> um, but, yeah, good for them. Uh, they made an interesting signing, however, to their roster. They signed DeAndre Baker. To the practice squad. To the practice squad, but he will play once he gets all his COVID stuff and – they figure out he's good at conditioning and everything. You know, he's a first-round draft pick, and he was superb for us at Georgia. And when he set out that bowl game against Baylor, I believe, mm-hmm. there were some red flags waved, and then he went 29th to the Giants, and there's been rumors left and right. And then this thing happened. We, we've talked about it and done, done – Dunbar and him get out of it. And he ends up at Kansas City. Like you said, interesting sign signing because they have a team put together to make another Super Bowl run. And so my question becomes, we've heard the rumors. He's been in trouble. He set out the bowl game. And I'm not saying if you are have millions on the table, I don't have any problems with that. But it was like a last-minute type decision. So I wondered if it really was his decision or did something he get he got in trouble for at Georgia? So my bringing this all together, long winded. My question is: He good enough to stay in the NFL long term? 
I mean, not how he played with the Giants. He sucked at it. Absolutely, he was terrible with the Giants. Exactly. Exactly. So, so that's just, I mean, here, here's your, all this happens, someone signs you. My thing is you have to bring it all together or you don't get another chance. I mean, I think he, even if he doesn't stick with the Chiefs, I still think he's so young that some other team would give him a shot in the offseason. That's true. I mean, he could always be a practice player or something. Yeah. I thought the same thing about a wide receiver back in the day, and he's at home, Doriel Green Beckham, though. He had multiple. He had multiple opportunities <laughs> to prove himself. I, I mean, I just know him personally because he's from my hometown, and I was like, "God, get it together!" Dream team, baby, dream team. Twenty ten Eagles, great times. Uh, speaking of wide receivers, uh, the Chiefs. Uh, Sammy Watkins, he's questionable. He has a hamstring injury. What's new with Sammy Watkins having hamstring injuries? Uh, I'm sure he'll play. I believe he's been on that. I believe he's been on the injury report with hamstring like the last two weeks or something like that. So I'm sure he'll play. <laughs> Sticking with the AFC West, uh, the Chargers, they designated corner Chris Harris uh, to return from IR. They're going to get a defensive boost that they badly need considering their defense has let them down in so many one-score games. Uh, Justin Herbert might finally get some help on the other side of the ball <laughs> for once. Uh, which it just in time for the Jets game. Yeah, so. It doesn't really matter this week anyways, right, Chris? <laughs> I, I've already expected them to lose every single game from here on out, so I'm numb to the idea now. The, uh, the Broncos, uh, Drew Locke, he's questionable as well with his rib injury that he had last week against the Raiders. Um, I think he's going to play as far as I know. Yeah, that's kind of the gist I got, but you never know. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to Brett Rippon. I love Brett Rippon, man. He beat the Jets. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> On Thursday Night Football. Um, the Raiders, they just activated safety Marcus <laughs> Joyner off the COVID list. Uh, they still have a lot of guys on the COVID list that they're going to get cleared tomorrow. Uh, and when it started the week, almost their entire defense was was put on the list uh eight starters in total so i don't i have no idea how they practiced this week uh with your eight starters off of your defense but you know they're going up against patrick mahomes no big deal right it's fine (laughs) (laughs) i mean the first game though it was an offensive game so if, if the raiders can put up the numbers that they did in the first game then they still got a chance you are correct. Uh, speaking of more defense for the Raiders, they hosted an interesting name, uh, Vic Beasley, for a visit this week. We'll see if he gets signed. I uh, haven't heard anything more about that, but, um, you know. We talk about people keep getting chances, man. Vic Beasley, this is, what, third or this fourth? Third third chance. Yeah, third. There's, there's another guy that we're going to talk about in a couple minutes, too, that... It's the same way. He's getting a lot of chances, but he keeps failing. So a lot of former Falcons, right? <laughs> Beasley's got got the stats, but does he have the drive to get the stats that he used to have? Thing is, he had one season. 
one season. Was that's one, that's was literally one what season. everyone's holding on to is his one, 15 and a half sack campaign. But, that's it. Hey, I would take that season and take his money. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go to the AFC East. The Dolphins got an extension okay. done with uh, defensive tackle Zach Seiler. It's a three-year, $8.041 million extension, uh, $1 million signing bonus for Seiler there. Good little contract for him. The Jets, Chris. It's going to be Joey Boy again. Joe Flacco will start for the Jets this week. I don't know how I feel about that because it seems like the team has played the best when he's a quarterback. And I don't want them to play good right now. Well, I don't know about I don't know why the other thing happened today where they listed Sam Darnold as doubtful, uh, which makes no sense if they already announced that Flacco was going to start. I saw that too. I was like, um, he's out already. Yeah, (laughs) makes no sense. What does with the Jets these days? Nothing ever. Um, (laughs) Losses make sense. Well, yeah, this is true. Uh, NFC. As long as Trevor Lawrence is in green next year, I'm good. (laughs) <laughs> not gonna happen. He's gonna stay at Clemson. I'm kidding. Something, <laughs> something bad's gonna happen. He's I gonna stay. He's gonna stay at Clemson and snub the Jets. Hey, uh, it happened with Peyton Manning. I wouldn't be surprised if it happened again. So, um, NFC South. Christian McCaffrey. He's out again this week. No surprises there. Uh, actually, kind of surprised. He was uh, expecting to only miss one week, but yeah, McCaffrey out again. Hopefully next week keep saying that this whole year with McCaffrey hopefully next week you know maybe we'll see (laughs) um the Saints Drew Brees he is on IR officially today uh five rib fractures and a collapsed lung I think it's two on the right three on the left or maybe I'm wrong it's switched and then that right collapsed lung as well so the initial diagnosis was two to three weeks. It's going to be at least three weeks now for him. And the, I think, news of the week, really, uh, is this next line, is that Taysom Hill will be the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints against the Falcons this week and not Yeah, Jameis baby, Winston. I love it. I love it. I have mixed feelings about it because, like, we get to see for once how Taysom Hill actually is at quarterback for a whole game. But he's also their ace in the hole. He's their Swiss Army knife that he could be all over the field. So, I mean, they probably do have some packages where Jameis Winston will come they in. They said they don't. And they said they're they, not going to run any offensive packages with Jameis. Well, then, I don't know. I I just think, I don't know. I think that at least for this game, it's a trial to see how Taysom Hill actually handles the quarterback position for a full game but um well the reason i love it is his story's pretty cool byu you have all these mission trips he went through injuries he was a good player people didn't understand why they gave him so much money in the offseason he might not be worth it i don't know but he is so dynamic and everybody just was banking like oh this is why they signed winston this is their backup plan, and then boom, mm-hmm. Hill wins it. Yeah. I'm not so sure he's the one that ends the game. I, I'm with you, Chris. Like I, they, I think he is a Swiss Army knife. But if you're going to give someone 21 million dollars, right, then mm-hmm. he has to be good enough to start a darn game, right? Mm-hmm. 
I think yeah. I think he's gonna be fine. He's coming into a, a not it's not a hard opponent, the Falcons right. defense. Uh, so you know, I think it's a pretty good situation for him and everyone. Go out if you need a tight end this week. Start Taysom Hill as your tight end on ESPN. Uh, it's a good good little. <laughs> kind of mm-hmm. glitch in the system this week because they said next week they're going to reevaluate and see uh, if they're going to switch him back to just quarterback like he used to be. But, um, yeah. Well, if he becomes the starter, then, yeah, they have to do that because there's no way that that would be fair to have a quarterback in the tight end position. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't know. I think he'll do good at quarterback, but they also lose that element of the Swiss Army knife, like I'm saying, like, if you said that they don't have any packages with Jameis Winston at quarterback, then they don't have uh, Taysom Hill lining up at receiver or tight end or whatever. I think. I mean, obviously he can still run the ball, but he won't be able to go out and catch a pass or anything. I think that's where they screwed the pooch, though, by releasing Tommy Stevens, who they traded a 2021 sixth-round draft pick to come back into the seventh round for. Um <laughs> And he was supposed to be that tight end move kind of guy in the mold of Taysom Hill. He didn't work out at tight end. Uh, but I think that would have been kind of a guy that they could have used now. But the mm-hmm. Panthers, the, he's on the Panthers practice squad now. So um, I will say this before we move on and talk about Swiss Army Knives. I have two of them. Good night, boys. I love you. I know you guys are watching. Love you, Miles. Love you, Riker. <laughs> Let's go to more quarterback news. NFC North, uh, Nick Foles, he has a hip-slash-glute injury. I haven't heard any updates on his availability uh, for the upcoming game. But, I mean, I would expect it to be Tyler Bray going forward this week. Uh, And they're really screwed because they don't have a backup if Nick Foles is ruled out, Um, which is why they worked out the Sean Kaiser this week. (laughs) <laughs> I forgot about him. So, yeah, Deshaun Kaiser might be making a, another entrance. But the thing is, if, unless unless they would have signed him on Monday, he's not going to be available for this game. Well, is Trubisky going to be able to play this week? No. So, wait, <laughs> That's wait what who's I'm their saying. quarterback? Well, if, if Foles can't play, it's going to be Tyler Bray. Mm. I'm not sure who the backup would be. I mean, I'm sure they have a practice squad quarterback readily available um or or they could do something that i i know the jets did one year and had to do in the game is throw the punter in a quarterback (laughs) and it worked because they actually won the game that year but well you know who would probably be cordero patterson why not he does everything else (laughs) (laughs) i love it get it rusty get it he does everything else why not throw throw the ball with them um, more quarterback news. Lions. Uh, Matthew Stafford. He had a slight ligament tear in his right thumb. He got hurt in that game uh, on Sunday, but uh, he is expected to play, as far as I know, listed as questionable officially today. So he'll probably play, though. I would expect against a not so solid Carolina secondary. Um, bad news for the Lions, however. DeAndre Swift, he had a concussion this week. Not going to play. He 
was ruled out yesterday. So, okay, I, I saw that he wasn't a participant, but I didn't see if he was ruled out or not. Yeah, yep, not going to play. Think that, I think that ups the chances of the Panthers winning that ball game. Someone should have took him as a dog, just saying. <laughs> well, uh, Teddy Bridgewater is officially listed as questionable, so. That's true. Uh, we're not That's sure true. about that one. Uh, yeah, but they got the uh, XFL MVP as their backup, don't they? So. I do believe in PJ. This is true. PJ Walker. He does. They do. They do. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll have to wait and see for the injury report on Sunday. Um, one guy who definitely will play this week, Devontae Adams for the Packers, had a little bit of injury coming off last week's game against Jacksonville. He's good to go. No, no injury status coming into the weekend. Uh, the NFC East, Andy Dalton is finally back. He is looking like he's going to play this week and be the starter. Which, I, I don't mean, know why you would. I don't. I don't know why you would, as the Cowboys, considering what Garrett Gilbert looked last mm-hmm. week or two weeks ago. I mean, against uh, the best defense in the NFL. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I mean, I know he didn't get much of a chance to prove himself with the Cowboys, but like you said, Gilbert played so well last week. I don't know why you wouldn't ride with him for now, at least for the first half and see how he does, and then if he's not doing good, then put because Because these are the exact kind of decisions that I loved seeing when Mike (laughs) McCarthy was hired as the head coach. I love it. I love the Cowboys being stupid. It's great for America. When the Cowboys are stupid. And the sad part is they're still in the race right now. No, they're not. The entire <laughs> NFC East is in the race, which is really good. Hey, they're only a half, a game and a half out. I mean, it's technically fine. they're in it. It's fine. It's fine. If the Giants make the playoffs, <laughs> there's a problem. Um, let's talk about the Eagles, though. Uh, so, Zach Ertz is going to be back. Not this week, though. Uh, I don't think. I haven't heard anything. He was designated to return from IR, so probably next week, I think, is uh, his target. Not that it matters. It really doesn't because he didn't do anything pre-injury anyways. Um, other stuff for the Eagles, wide receivers, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside and John Hightower, D.N. Vinnie Curry, and running back Corey Clement, all on the COVID list, all won't play this week. Again, most of those guys don't really matter. <laughs> Except I would say Vinny Curry is the most important out of those four guys, considering Vinny Curry has actually produced some pressure and sacks this year. The only place that he actually plays well is in Philadelphia. Um, also, the Eagles are signing a familiar face. Jordan Howard is on the practice squad now. Going to play next week, I believe. So, yeah, Jordan Howard is back in Philly. I don't Gotta really, love it, right? I don't really know how to feel about it. <laughs> You're not excited? No. Because Miles Sanders has been very effective. He since, has been very Since he's when he's healthy, he's, he's been very effective. And Boston Scott. Boston Scott has played well, too. Um, but the Eagles are used to having, like, three or four running backs, aren't they? So, Well, they, that's the thing that they don't have, though, is a, is a Jordan Howard. They, need, they don't have a power back. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, yeah, it's good for that, but I swear to God, if he vultures freaking touchdowns, I'm going to be pissed off. <laughs> um, 
Guess Rusty's going to be pissed off. Last Uh thing for the Eagles. They are getting another person back every week. It seems like the Eagles are getting someone back from injury. Isaac Sayumalo, their left guard, he's going to play this week. Got activated off IR today. Uh, The Giants, in a funny kind of crazy story that was riddled with multiple misinformation reports and such. They fired their offensive line coach, Mark Colombo, uh, and hired Dave DeGuglielmo uh, as the <laughs> offensive line coach. So, uh, it was a weird story. Yeah. I, I, if you guys want to talk about that. Secondly, my question is, the guy that they hired, was he in the organization, or did they go outside the organization and bring him in? Uh, well, DeGuglielmo is a renowned Patriots offensive right. line assistant. So was he just in retirement? I believe so. Or just kind of floating out there? It wasn't someone that they propped up, right? Yeah. It, he he definitely wasn't in the Giants, gotcha. I believe, anyways. Gotcha. I guess that's my question. As far as I know. Yeah. yeah, as far as I know, he wasn't already with the Giants this year. But, you know, Patriots Someone's got to gotta talk about the crap show. I'm, the first When I read this, and it was real briefly – I was doing something, kind of pulled it up and had to go do something, and I just thought, I know it's not the Jets, but it's still the same stadium. It's a New York team. It's just a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The whole, the whole city is terrible in sports right now. Yeah, I mean, origin, the original report was that Mark Colombo and Joe Judge got into a fight, fist fight, <laughs> in the, in the freaking building. <laughs> and... Uh, but the, the the crazy thing is the guy that first reported that is absolutely he's done. Like he is absolutely getting shit on by every single person because there are so many sources that say that no, that didn't happen. There was just a heated words exchange, no physical violence. And once uh Mark Colombo called him a certain word that rhymes with runt. Um, that's what I that's what I heard anyways. Was it was a word that rhymes with runt? Um, <laughs> that once once he called Joe Judge that, uh, Joe Judge was like, "You're deal. fired. You're gone. He's, Get I out." Don't blame him. You sealed the deal on that one. So yeah, that that was the story. Very funny, kind of weird thing going on. Again, everything is weird at MetLife Stadium right now. Um, <laughs> hey, at least they're not seeing ghosts this year. So the Giants also had some COVID issues. They placed uh, Graham Gano, punter Riley Dixon, and wide receiver Dante Pettis on the COVID list this week. Uh, also, they signed kicker Ryan Santoso off the practice squad. Actually, he's a punter and kicker, so I would assume yeah, he's going to be doing both this week. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, the funny thing is Graham signed his his contract and then was like, oh, oh, I got I to go rest over here. Yeah. And I believe Graham Gano was a positive. I don't think he was a close contact. I think he was the positive and Riley Dixon was the close contact. Um, AFC <clears throat> North, the Browns, they have COVID issues as well. Placed offensive tackle Jack Conklin, Cody, uh, kicker Cody Parkey, and defensive end Miles Garrett on the COVID list. I know Garrett. I meant to change that. I'm taking the Eagles. <laughs> I know. I know Garrett's not going to play. I'm not sure about Conklin or Parkey. Um, but yeah, I know Garrett's not going to play, which is 
huge. That's yeah, Eagles win. <laughs> no, they don't. They still don't. Unfortunately, they don't win still. Um, the Bengals, Joe Mixon out again this week. Still Gio Bernard's backfield to lose, which he actually did late in the game. He did lose snaps late in the game to Samaj P. Ryan. So we'll see he's what a, shakes he's out. Some guy, he's a guy that's had his. I mean, he, he's had his chances. He's the thing is, he's not a runner. He is a receiving right. back to the T. Right. right. He's just he can't. He's not a run through the tackles guy. That's what they have Samaje for. Um, also, with the Bengals, they waived D end Tech McKinley with a failed physical designation. Um, the Niners claimed Tech McKinley, and then waived him again today for another failed physical. Which is stupid because I I originally heard that. Okay, he failed his physical with Cincy, and then he got claimed by the Niners, and that they were okay with his knee injury. I think it was a knee injury that he had, or something like that. It was some leg injury. And what I heard originally was that the Niners were okay with it, so he would stick with them on the practice squad until he gets healthy, and then he would play. But no, they failed him again. So he'll go back on waivers tomorrow, and we'll see if the Browns and Raiders put in claims again because they both did the first two times uh and they didn't get him so let's see if he ends up in cleveland or vegas actually pass a physical for once <laughs> they'll end up somewhere like the jets because they'll just it's, it'll be the same kind of situation like with uh caitlin Balage. he failed his physical and then he came to the jets and then he'll just sit in purgatory with the jets yeah, and then he went to L.A., and he's doing wonders with the Chargers right now, all right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. You get a taste of that. You were talking Chris, so much crap about him, player. too, Chris. I know. You were talking so much crap about Kalen Balazs, and now he's doing great for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. You, you did. The <laughs> you, you were throwing shade. Um, the Ravens, they're going to be without... Uh, defensive lineman Brandon Williams and Calais Campbell both are doubtful I heard both are not going to play which bodes very well for King Henry this week Uh, going back to the Niners though they placed uh, their rookie first round pick Javon Kinlaw on the COVID list he's not going to play this week also uh, placed wide receiver Brandon Ayuk and uh, tackle Trent Williams on the COVID list as well both are out as well. Um, staying in the NFC West, the Cards, uh, their defensive tackle, Corey Peters, he's done for the year, has a torn patellar tendon, um, which is why they went out and signed Domata Pecco, former Bengal, former Bronco, Domata Pecco, to the active roster. I don't know if he played last night or not. I think it was too quick because he couldn't get all the COVID stuff in. so, um, But yeah, he'll play next week. Bad news for the Seahawks. Greg Olson, he is out indefinitely. He ruptured his plantar fascia last night. Uh, he said he hopes to return uh, for the playoffs. Um, we'll have to see. I mean, this is like, what, his third, fourth foot injury? Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the same foot, too. It's his right one. Was or, it? I don't remember. Is he a? Uh, was it a one-year deal that the Seahawks signed him to, or two-year? 
Does anyone know? One, I believe. Uh, I just, I love Greg Olson. I love what he did with Charlotte. His wife's from North Carolina. Graduate with, my wife was two years younger, but great family. And I just hate, hate this. And I think it's full of injuries the rest of his career, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, I, he's done. I think after this year, he, he's there's no way. Father time, just because he's already, I think thirty three, maybe even older. I don't remember. Yeah, he may be thirty thirty. No, I, mean, I think he's my. He's older than me. I'm thirty five. I don't think he's older than. I, don't, I think he's if he's anything, he's your age, thirty five. Um, but the Seahawks also placed corner Quentin Dunbar on IR. Um, didn't really matter last night. They played well enough to win. He's my age. Okay. He's older by six months. Um, the Jags. We're not better looking. <laughs> they uh, they designated corner DJ Hayden to return from IR. I believe he's going to play this week. Um, as far as I know. But they do have. They are without C.J. Henderson, their first round pick. He's on IR. Um, so yeah, not very well when you're going up against the Steelers' offense. The Colts they placed uh, defensive lineman Danico Autry on the COVID list. He's not going to play this week. Bad for them against Aaron Jones. And then uh, lastly, the Titans, uh, Jadavian Clowney. He is out this week. So, yeah. Alan Lazard also back for uh, the Packers this week. So, we'll see. Uh, that's definitely a big boost against top defense in Indy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, before we get into the picks, college pick standings, we had 14 more games either canceled or postponed Gosh, dang. for uh, college football this week. So we'll run through them. Uh, UAB at UTEP is canceled. Charlotte at number 15, Marshall postponed. Ole Miss at number 5, Texas A&M postponed. UL Monroe at Louisiana Tech, that one's canceled. Georgia Tech at number 12, Miami is postponed. Arizona State at Colorado is canceled. Michigan State at Maryland is canceled. Wake Forest at Duke's postponed. Houston at SMU. I would have liked to see that one. Uh, that one's postponed. Central Arkansas at number 24, Louisiana, is canceled. Number 22, Texas at Kansas, postponed. UNLV at Colorado State, canceled. Navy at USF, postponed. And then finally, San Jose State at Fresno State is canceled. Really would have liked to see that one. Uh, mm. San Jose State would have took care of business. I agree. But I think Fresno would have put up a fight. Definitely. College pick standings. Look who's still at the top. Mark, we got it, buddy. We're still there. <laughs> hey, we both Alex, went 24 and 4. How does still that happen? still living. 25 Alex, 25. Ahead, though. We both that is a heck, the game. Hey, that is a heck of a week. To go twenty five and three. I mean, twenty four and four is great too. If you look at some of the expert picks, like on the internet, they're going, they're losing eight or nine games a week. Mm-hmm. So someone needs to hire all four of us. 
Chris, man, you, you need to get out of the cellar, bro. You're still six hey, games I, back. I'm having great weeks, though. You guys are just having just as good or slightly worse. Like, I'm <laughs> trying here, but you guys are just doing just as good as me. <laughs> yeah, six games back for Chris, one game back for Alex. He might be able to join us this week. We'll see. Um, I'll still be in the basement. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the picks. Not a lot of parody this week, though, however uh, – because all those games were canceled, I think some of those games we would have been split on. But let's start out tonight. Tonight, Syracuse at Louisville. Louisville's 19.5 point favorite. Uh, I don't know why, really, uh, that they're that much of a favorite, considering they only have one more win. I mean, obviously, I think Louisville's a better team. Mm-hmm. But I still think Syracuse can cover 19.5. Oh, yeah, definitely that, but I don't know. I think that Louisville's definitely the favorite. I mean, obviously, we all picked Louisville. I don't know if it was because of the line, though, or because like we all actually believe that Louisville is better, but I definitely think that Louisville has this game. Well, I think the, the quarterback easily um, quarterback play easily goes to Louisville with uh, Malik Cunningham over Tommy DeVito. Also, I mean, JV and Hawkins – uh, for Louisville's a stud, and they also have two two Atwell. So I mean, maybe they will cover nineteen and a half. Because that's the thing, they can be an explosive offense. It's just they don't have a defense really, which isn't as big of a deal against a Syracuse offense that isn't that great. Mm-hmm. But I still think that the Syracuse defense can hold Louisville enough to where Syracuse can cover nineteen and a half. And who knows? We might see at the end of the game Syracuse right there. Syracuse is a hard team to pick unless they're playing Clemson. <laughs> they 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 play Clemson so good in the Carrier Dome, and that's about it. They're they're like uh, Mother Nature. After that, you never know what you're going to get. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Oh yeah, like I said, I think Louisville has the advantage on offense. Syracuse has the advantage on defense. And we'll see what comes out uh, of that situation. But anyways, I do like Syracuse, like I said, plus 19.5, though. I think they'll cover that. Um, over under 56.5, we're hitting the under button. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in either of the teams to score a lot of points. 7 o'clock. I mean, I think Louisville could score like half of that, but I don't think Syracuse gets me that. Right. 7 o'clock, ESPN. <laughs> In an hour. All right, guys, I'm having some back problems <laughs> trying to get comfortable. Go to the Big Ten. Purdue, 2-1, and one, heading to Minnesota. This one has actually moved. Started out 2.5 for Purdue, is now a pick em game. Um, yeah, I just, man, I don't know if anyone wants to talk about it, but I was talking to Russia today, like, I thought it was just a pick. I was like, well, who are you taking? I don't know who to take. It's even for me. It's in Minnesota. P.J. Fleck is a really good coach. He came in the first year and turned it around. He did lose some players. And then Purdue is just – they've been in some ball games, but they haven't really moved the ball, and their defense has kept them in the game. And so you don't – this is so even that we all could lose this game, but at least we all picked it. Because if it mm-hmm. does go south, then you don't gain a game on. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that we're all on the Purdue train here. 
I mean, like you said, it's a close game. It's only a one-point spread right now. And it is in Minnesota, so I thought that at least one of you guys would have picked Minnesota. But Well, like I said, Chris, it's a pick em game now. It, it moved to pick em. So uh, no one's favored. But I'm not doing it again. I picked Minnesota last Friday. <laughs> Didn't work out. I believe that Aiden O'Connell and Xander Horvath their quarterback and running back can get it done. The thing is, Minnesota has this far superior talent with Tanner Morgan, Muhammad Ibrahim, and Rashad Bateman at the quarterback, running back, wide receiver positions. I like Tanner Morgan, man. I do. But the thing is, they haven't they haven't been able to produce points, and their defense can't help them when they aren't producing points. Their defense is literally the worst defense in the Big Ten, one of the worst nationally. So, now that you said that, though, Minnesota will win this game. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not making fun of any of us, but, like, every time one of us makes these points, it's like, okay, this team finally figures it out. I know. It's just, I, you know. It's, ner- it's nerve-wracking. It's nerve-wracking. I think it still hurts Purdue not having Rondell Moore, but – They've been in enough close games in their three games that they've been in, and I think they, they can win it. Um, over under 62. I That's, that's got to go under. Mm-hmm. I, I, Minnesota can put some points on the board, but the way that Purdue wins ball games, it's in the 20s and they ball control it. I don't like that. I don't like that number. 730, Big Ten. Network. UMass playing. Oh my gosh! No one took UMass. <laughs> playing their third <laughs> out of four games this season. They do have one more against Liberty coming up, um, which they just scheduled. But uh, they're going to Florida Atlantic this tonight. Thirty-three points uh, for FAU. So, um, yeah. FAU, I'm not sure, though. I don't think they cover. I don't know. I'm going to start picking last, though, so I could pick different from all you guys, so I could gain some ground here, because so far we've all picked the same team in all three matchups so far, or all four, or however many we've done. Well, so y'all just send in your picks at the same time, and I kind of just put them in. What we should do is one week we should just do live on-air picks. <laughs> That's more stress on me, Mark. <laughs> just write it down on a piece of paper more work I gotta do buddy it's actually less no it's not you put the team then right there's no in. visuals then there's no visuals and then on the air you pick it and then you write it down and then next week you tell us only one week I'm not telling you to do it every week no but I mean guys we, we've talked about a couple teams in the country and UMass is playing games to get a little bit of money in their pocket let's be honest about I still like it. I still like UMass plus 33. Hammer it. 24-point 20, game. 27-point. Hammer the UMass plus 33. Um, over under 51, over. Um, 8 o'clock, CBS Sportsnet. Last one on the docket for tonight's lineup. New Mexico, the Lobos, going to the Air Force Academy. Nine and a half points for Air Force. What do we think? Oh, man. 
I mean, the we all know what offense the academies run. So the question is, is New Mexico that bad? Yes. Yep. So they didn't take it. <laughs> except, take except, it. you know, last week. Actually, you know, the thing is, New Mexico in two of their three games have played a one-score game. They lost by six against Hawaii and seven last week against 4-0 Nevada. Seven to Nevada? Yeah. Well, then, shoot, they might win this game. Maybe they're improving. Maybe they're one of the teams that improve week by week. I mean, that, yeah. I that. But, I mean, uh... I'm kidding. I Air, mean, I don't, I don't think they're going to win. Air Force also put up 30 against Boise State, so... Um, Air Force... You either got to take Air Force by seven, or you got to take Air Force by more than nine and a half. Air Force by a lot. They'll cover nine and a half. At least they'll win at least by that ten point that you need there to cover. Um, over under fifty five and a half, though. I think that goes under. Like I said, I mean, New Mexico did score thirty three against Hawaii. Air Force scored thirty against. Boise State, but those were their highest scoring outputs out of their three games. So the other two games they've scored in the twenties and under twenty. So I would expect this to be twenty to twenty something. Yeah, um, forty points total. Yeah. yeah. Um, nine thirty FS one. I know Mark's staying up for it. <laughs> I will have it on in the background as I fall asleep. <laughs> I'm like Tony Kornheiser. All right, let's go to Saturday. The big one, the biggest game this weekend, number nine, no. Indiana, headed to the horseshoe, number three, Ohio State. Twenty and a half points Ohio State is getting in this No game. one took this game. I thought Rusty would take Indiana. I wanted to so bad. You don't even know. I really but it's at the horseshoe. It's at the horseshoe. It's different. Like I said, that's just, if that's you're playing one of the in, main reasons. If you're playing in Indiana, in Bloomington, I would have picked Indiana, but they they're going to Ohio State in Columbus. I can't do it. Yeah, it's in Ohio, so yeah. Uh, I think that's the biggest it, reason I picked them. I looked at it and said two things: just what you guys said, and the quarterback play. So my next question is: Do you take the line? No. Mm-mm. I no. don't think so either. I think Indiana is better than what I think Indiana is better than what people can imagine because you don't see Indiana ranked this way or four zero. You think of it as a basketball school, things like that. Mm-hmm. We're on the up and up, but I still think Ohio State figures it out. Now, if Ohio State loses, I'm not. I, I would say I would be surprised, but I would just. I would like it because then what happens with the Big Ten altogether? Wisconsin and gets in the playoff. The Big Twelve that's all messed up. Wisconsin gets yeah. in the playoff. <laughs> well, that's if they got to handle business the rest of the year too. True, we will talk about that game and coming up. Um, but yeah, I think you know, plus twenty and a half for Indiana is a good pick. Um, I. I do like Michael Penix. He's been playing very well. Uh, it's just Justin Fields is going to be too much for the Indiana defense. I think that's really where the game wins, is the Ohio State offense versus 
the Indiana defense. I don't think that they can hold up against those receivers that they have and Justin Fields as well. Uh-huh. So, uh, over under 66 and a half, though. Go! Jeez. I want to go over because I would like to think that Indiana can keep up with them for a little bit uh, for, like, two and a half quarters. And I mean, Ohio both State actually, won about 35 points. Actually, know. that's true. Let's, let's say Ohio State wins 42-28. Gets you to 70? Okay. Is there, is there wrong with that? No. I mean, it's doable. That's that's a, that's a regular Big Ten game to me. When you when you look back at Big Ten matchups, that's a lot of the rent, a lot of the scoring. 38-33, Mhm. I have to watch the weather in this one too. That would be if, that's the exact thing that I was thinking in my that I was thinking. If there's precipitation on Saturday in Columbus, it might make Indiana it interesting. Indiana has a better chance, I think. Uh, 12 o'clock on Fox. Number four, Clemson headed to Tallahassee, Florida State. 35.5 points Clemson's getting. Take the plus 35.5 for Florida State. Clemson has not covered these big spreads this year. I don't know. Though. I don't believe in Florida State to score that much, so I could see them scoring like 40 points and Florida not scoring really any. The only thing I have to say about this whole game, if you guys haven't read the article that came out this week about the downfall of Florida State the last six years. It's a long read on ESPN, but it is so worth it. And fans, this should tell you what is wrong with your school. <laughs> Look, Clemson has covered big spreads like this one time this year. One time. That was that absolute just, you know, they took all of Georgia State's stuff. Uh, okay, 73-7. to seven. I will say this. I said I was going to say one thing. They're coming off a loss, though, Russie. Uh, Dabo might be upset. Just might. And Dabo takes the gas off more than any coach in the nation because he believes in his school. He believes in what's going to happen. So if there is a game for Clemson to do this, I'm not agreeing that they will. But if there is a game, this is the game that they say, they throw up their middle finger and just say, we're going all out. That was two weeks ago, though. They got to be over it by now. Nah. As a coach, you're never. <laughs> I remember every single loss as a high school and college coach than I ever remember about wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the losses always stand out more than the wins. So, right. I definitely think that they're playing with a chip on their shoulder this week. Even though they really don't need to, they're still going to. Over, under, 63 and a half. Uh, uh, Clemson's getting to 40. I'm just telling you that. That's what I said. You do what you want with Florida State score, but Clemson's well, getting to 30. The thing 38. is, though, I, I obviously... Clemson's a lot better. 38-3. That doesn't get to 60. Obviously, Clemson's a lot better defensively. That also covers the spread for Florida State. Obviously, Clemson is a lot better defensively than UNC, right? Who Florida State beat. I'm just saying. UNC and Florida State have the weirdest history. I'm just saying. Just saying. Look at the last three meetings of UNC and Florida 
state and you'd be like, what? I was just putting something out there for people to talk about. 12 o'clock, ABC. There's a lot of good noon games this week. That's all I'm saying. Let's move on. This is a, uh, how do I say it without cussing? This is a dumpster fire. Number six, Florida. Going to Vanderbilt. Oh, and six Vanderbilt. 31.5 points for the Gators. See, now this one, though, I do like. 31.5, take it for Florida. Um, <laughs> the, the only Trask gets pulled at halftime again. The only redeeming quality is maybe Mason has played with some NFL quarterbacks and maybe he can do something to Trask. Because I'm going to tell you this. I, I've been a Trask fan, and I've picked Florida and Bama, and I've, I've been in trouble for it, but I'm just honest when it – I don't pick my universities because I'm part of the university, or I love this university, is maybe he knows something being a wide, NFL wide receiver because Florida's running back is non-existent. And that's maybe I'm, – I'm on the whole Trask-Heisman, but then I had to step back and go – well, he's going to have gaudy numbers because there's no one to hand the ball off to. That's because he throws it to him. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> like he did is Mason it. smart enough to change things up and get his first win? I don't think so. Yeah. Not at all. Even if it takes a field goal, that doesn't happen. And Dan Mullen and Sam Pittman should share SEC Coach of the Year. That won't happen. It will strictly go to Dan Mullen. But I'm telling you guys, what Arkansas has done, as bad as they've been, they should share coaching SEC of the year. I mean, Vandy's played their two best games of the season back-to-back weeks. Granted, it's against very bad opponents in Mississippi State and Kentucky. But I think the, the interesting note, just looking at Vanderbilt's season, who did Florida lose to? Tell me. Tell me who Florida... I already know, but tell me who Florida lost to. A&M. Right. Ranked uh-huh. opponent. Guess how many points Vandy lost to A&M by? I think Bye, it was Mary. a touchdown. Five, Five points in week one. I was close. I was close. It's just another thing that I want to throw out there. It's crazy. Crazy that Florida's lost to A&M and A&M only beat Vandy <laughs> by five points. <laughs> I don't think... That's why I was kind of arguing it. At that at the beginning is Mason being an NFL guy. I think he, Florida, or sorry, Vanderbilt plays better against better opponents, and then Vanderbilt loses like games that you think Vanderbilt should win with him at the helm. And he's only in what his he's only been there three years, four years. He's through his Something first like recruiting class, and. I'm sorry, you don't have the facilities at Vanderbilt. You don't have the backing. And I don't think he'll be the coach there next year. But who the heck I, – I just – with him as as the coach and played for the Titans for years, I think they're in a good position if you just give him more money and better facilities. Half of Vanderbilt's games they've played within one score. Half of them they got absolutely destroyed. Um, over under 68. I don't like it. No. Let's go under, under for that one. Under. 
12 o'clock ESPN. The biggest. Wow, we're even all on the same train of here. Too, the what? biggest Sunbelt no game of the eight? season. The biggest Sunbelt game of the season. I was really mad y'all were on the shots with me. But I've been on the shots <laughs> since like week two. So I don't want to hear it. <clears throat> App State does not look that great. Playing the number 15 team in the country, Coastal Carolina, minus five. They do not. I agree with you. If no one's seen, though, the jerseys that they're going to wear f- for this game, you guys need to look it up. It is straight fire. It's all white. They come out in, like, white sand. It's nasty. Anyways, that's beyond the point. It is on the teal field, Grayson McCall, mm-hmm. C.J. Marable, Highly likely duo on the outside. Yeah, there's, there's I mean, just no way. The, I was going to say, the home field advantage is the main reason I think I picked Coastal. But, again, I thought at least one of you guys was going to pick App State. This is for... This is going to be a good game, I think. This might be Coastal, the best one on the list this weekend. Coastal is... Like, when Rusty and I first started watching and I, guy, and I told you guys they put money into this program. I told you guys that. Doesn't mean that I was riding them as much as Rusty was riding. But then we watched them together, and I was like, man, I thought they could just score. But then their defense got better and better. And now I'm like, they're a complete team. The only thing that scares me is they've never been in this position. And App State has. But when you're talking about talent-to-talent, Coastal Carolina's overtook that talent compared to App State. So as long as you're, you can keep your talent not making mix mistakes and not missing the moment, they win this ball game. The minute they make a mistake or they're like, "Oh, this is too big for me," App State will sniff it out and beat them. Yeah, this is f- essentially for the Eastern Division of the Sun Belt. This is the game we should have went down. You want to leave tonight and go down there? <laughs> no, I still like the other game that we're going to go to. Hopefully both are still undefeated at that point. Anyways, um, this one actually changed. It's now five points instead of five and a half for Coastal. I'd still take the five points, though. Um, over under 48. That's tricky because App State, some of their games they've – scored a lot in other games they haven't scored that much especially when you look at the Marshall game they didn't score barely anything uh, they also barely beat Georgia State last week uh, with putting up only 17 points so you know who knows what kind of App State will get but I don't know I, I think it goes over 48 though I think mm-hmm. they can get there I think Coastal's offense is good enough to get them there. Um, let's go to the Teal Field, baby. Stephen F. Austin is back in on our list. <laughs> Heading Lumberjacks. to Memphis. 30 and a half points Memphis is getting. Oh, I forgot. Uh, the Coastal Carolina game, that one is... Uh, 12 o'clock on ESPN2. Make sure you watch that one. Anyways. Dude, where are we watching it at? My house. What? I have cable. You don't. It's reread what you just said before we move on. Streaming is not the same thing. 
It doesn't have to be my house. It can be somewhere else where I can buy drinks. Well, we're going to be watching the Georgia game, but that's at 7 o'clock, so that's at the bar. Noon and 7 is... <laughs> exactly. It's different. We're not going to be at the bar at noon. Anyways. <laughs> Stephen F. Austin headed to Memphis. Memphis with 30, 30 and a half points. Easy win for Memphis. Who would have thought, though? Stephen F. up to a 6-3 and three record in the FCS right now. <laughs> hey, yeah, I noticed Texas. that. They're, they actually have a good record, but they're projected to be blown out by 31 points, basically. That's kind of funny. Hey, Texas... Texas got good high school players, but Memphis is they throw the ball across the field yeah. and that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. Brady White. Um Brady White is, is a pretty good quarterback. And Memphis is still there uh for the American conference. I mean I know, you know, Tulsa and Cincinnati, Memphis actually isn't really there because everyone has two losses behind Cincinnati and Tulsa, so I don't know if they actually clinched that or not yet, but I don't think they did because I think there's three or four games left for the Americans still. But anyways, yeah. Memphis, this one I'm not sure about, 30 and a half though. Um, I would like to say yes, but a 30 and a half point spread for the American against a quality FCS team, not so sure about uh, that cover there. I mean, granted, SMU SMU did beat uh, Stephen F. fifty to seven. So, <laughs> do we want to reference the SMU game, or do we think Stephen F. can cover thirty and a half? Uh, <laughs> I would reference. You guys? Hmm? Well, because their other two, their other two FCS games were against UTEP and UTSA, and they lost by ten to UTEP and fourteen to UTSA. So this is actually Stephen F's last game of the season. So, um, and they've won six straight since they began their FCS schedule. Scoring about 20, actually it's probably more like 30-something a game. It's probably around, they, they've been scoring thirty about 30 points a game against FCS opponents. And about to 10, or no, not 10. Probably like 13 points against F, FBS opponents, so I don't know. I, I, let's not touch it. I, I don't. I think I would stay away. I think I'd stay away. Over under fifty nine and a half though. I'm gonna go under. I'm not sure that Stephen F can score enough. Yeah, I don't think so. Twelve o'clock ESPN plus. Here we go. Finally, we're split on something. Georgia Southern at Army <laughs> and um. You know, I don't know. I just, I just believe in Shywertz and that he is Georgia good. Southern offense. 
He is good, guys. Mm-hmm. Thing is, it's triple option. It's triple option. I, yeah. I went back and forth on this game. I don't know if anyone else went back and forth. Uh-uh. And well, I I know what you said about about the schools, and then and and if I wasn't a Navy guy, I probably would just be gung ho about every military. But I'm not, and so I kind of want one or two to lose. But that that really wasn't it. It's I've had such a mixed review of picking Navy, picking Air Force, picking Army, and it's at Army, so maybe they. That's why I'll look ridiculous. But they're not the same Army that was two years ago when they beat Michigan. And then you see them in one game, and they can move the ball. People have started to figure them out, and they've mm-hmm. lost some upperclassmen. And like I've said, if you're coaching at any academy, it's almost like a high school. You're trying to recruit these guys. Who's the biggest person? Who can we plug in right here? We know we're running the triple option. And just like Rusty said, one name comes to mind, and that's the difference in the game to me. Now, if they lose, Georgia Southern lose, well, then he's not as good as what I thought he was. And that's what it comes down to. And I really thought Alex would have took Georgia Southern. And I thought this would have been three against one. I mean, I would have preferred him to because then I'd lone wolf <laughs> When Army wins, I gain a game on everybody. But, no. um, I mean, for me, like, like you guys said, I think it's kind of a toss-up here. But, I mean, all season long I've been going for every – every military game, which is part of the reason I picked them. But also, I think that Army, like, I mean, you guys said it's triple option against triple option. I just think that Army's trickery of option, I think, might be a little bit better than Georgia Southern here. I just don't know how how you can pick Army when they just got blown up by Tulane last week. Well, like I said, I... Tulane's not that bad of a team. Yeah. I know, but I'm still, you know... I mean, if I wasn't picking them because they're Army, I think I might go with Georgia Southern. But because they're Army, I'm picking them. Because literally the only two good opponents that Army have played this year have beat them. Cincinnati and Tulane. (laughs) Otherwise, they haven't really played anyone. So, yeah. Georgia Southern wins. (laughs) And the thing thing that really doesn't matter doesn't matter for Georgia Southern is that this they know they're not going to win the Sunbelt East so they can play very loosely they're they're two games back from App State and um, Coastal in the East so it it doesn't really matter the rest of their season they're two games back they're, they know they're not going to win their division so they can play very loose and be like alright we're playing for a bowl spot now like we gotta be the best that we can be and they're gonna beat Army at Army Wait. Um, I don't know that might be now that you said that, that might work against them. Maybe they just don't care. Wait, how many games back am I right now in the college standings? Six. Too many. Shut your mouth. Six. <laughs> well, because I'm just saying, I should have like a plus four next to my name because I just kind of committed to Campbell at the beginning of the season just because. You're right. You're right. No, nope, but still that. a pick. It's still a pick. <laughs> It's dagged. I have the same issue with Penn State, so don't don't tell me about that crap. <laughs> I had the same issue with Navy, so don't get on me about that. 
right. Uh, anyway, I told you I buy your plane ticket down the coastal Liberty. Are you coming? I don't know. It all depends on what happens with lockdown and all that. Looks like Driver. it's getting bad up here again. No, it's fine. It's fine. Get away from it. Come down. <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there next week for Thanksgiving. It's fine. I'll talk to the governor. Um, <laughs> this is actually three and a half points from Army now. I like plus three and a half. Obviously, we're Georgia Southern. Uh, over under 41 and a half. Let's go over. Uh, Southern can score. Not so sure about Army, but they can score enough. Um, as they referenced last week. 12 o'clock, CBS Sportsnet. When are the service academies not playing on CBS Sportsnet? <laughs> Anyways. North Alabama going to BYU. Number Jesus, eight, BYU. 48, really? 48 <laughs> points. It's actually back down 47.5. It's fine. Wow, such a big change. <laughs> I still think they cover. Um, yeah, they're gonna shut I'd out. Say. They're gonna shut out North Alabama, forty-nine to nothing. But do they take their foot off the gas before they get to forty-eight points? It doesn't matter. Their backups can score points, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, this is the same thing as Florida against Vandy, bro. Kyle Trask, I said, is gonna get pulled in that game at halftime. Zach Wilson will get pulled at halftime in this Look, one. I don't care about the money line. I don't care about this game. I know which way it's going. We've talked about Zach Wilson. I want him to come to the Rams. That's all I'm going to say. Not going to happen. I know it won't happen. I'm just saying I would love to have that type of quarterback in our system. I'm waiting. If you've never watched the Rams, he would be great outside the pocket rolling. I just, I would love it. I wish we could do something to get away from our quarterback right now. With that great defense we have in L.A., he's a West Coast kid. I would, I would love it. That's all I wanted to say. It's not going to happen. I'm just telling you. <laughs> okay. That's the type of You're quarterback that Sean McVay would salivate over. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers will trade up and get him. It's fine. I um, hate you. I hate you. <laughs> over under 59. I'm taking the under on that one. Um. Three o'clock, ESPN three. Biggest American game of the year. Number seven, Cincinnati at UCF. We are all on the Bearcats. Is there a chance that UCF pulls this up? Yes. I'm going with Cincy because they look good, guys. But we all might look at look at each other and go, "Darn, why didn't one of us take them?" It's down to five and a half now. Um, I just yeah. Cincinnati's good, guys. They are the most just, complete. God. They're the most complete group of five team. Mm-hmm. Which is why they should be in the college football playoff. I still don't think they well, make it. You gotta, you gotta run the though. table, though. You gotta run the table before you say that. I still think they should. Granted, what I'm hoping for in that scenario. Florida beats Bam in the SEC title game, drops Bam at a two or three. I'd love that. Ohio Clemson beats Notre Dame in the ACC title game, and Clemson somehow goes to one, or Florida goes to one over Ohio State. If Ohio State doesn't play that well against Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship, or Indiana upsets Ohio State this week, and then That's Wisconsin the wins the Big Ten. That's the only chance you have, son. 
That's the only chance. Because if Florida beats, well, you just – it would be – no, 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 no. I don't Cincy think – would only have a chance if people lost head-to-head. That's the thing, though. I don't think people think that Wisconsin can actually play with Ohio State in the Big Ten title game if it gets to that. Oh, they, they can't. They, I, the only thing that scares me about Wisconsin is they've been off so long. But it is, you're relaxed, you're not banged up, but is your quarterback going to have the same rhythm that he had in the first, when we last saw him? He did. He did against Michigan. They blew out Michigan. Uh, Michigan's in, in the terrible. big house. Michigan's Michigan terrible. doesn't count. That's all right. They'll, they'll, but we'll, you are we'll right. See. We'll the see. The one thing that I didn't up. notice one thing I didn't notice is they put up 40 and 40 and 40. They're probably better than what we think. We'll see. Wisconsin. We'll Let's talk, move. We'll talk about game. the game next. It's actually the next game on our docket. But anyways, back to this game. Um, it's over under 63 and a half. That has to go over. The way that both these offenses can score. Uh, mm-hmm. Granted, I don't think UCF is going to score as much as they usually do against that vaunted since he defense. Um, but yeah, yeah, but I could see like 48 to 28 or something like that. I don't think they're going to beat him that badly. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, I could see that happen. I mean, I think it, it could go... I mean, yeah. I guess I guess 40-something to 20-something would be fine. But, uh... 3.30 ESPN National Television. Here we go. Like I said, this is the next game we're talking about. Number 10, Wisconsin, going to number 19, Nolan Northwestern. Took Northwestern, huh? Seven and a half points for Wisconsin. Badgers, man. They are rolling. They had those two weeks off. That's fine. They need to not have another week off in order to play in the Big Ten championship game. But, yeah. I, I've liked what the Wildcats have been doing. But other than one game, they haven't been winning big. So, and Wisconsin I, I, I will has. say this. I, I heard a stat on, um, on, on, in the media today, driving to practice, which practice is about 40-minute drive. So, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Northwestern at home has played Wisconsin the last three years by one possession. And then you go from that, Northwestern in the last two years has had the most one-possession games in the Big Ten, and they came out 90% winners in one-possession games. With that said, it all comes down to talent and the way that quarterback play. We always know Wisconsin is going to have a great line. They put linemen in the NFL on the offensive side of the line. I still think they dictate the ball and have more talent. I think they've but put. But I'm still uh, surprised not one of us didn't take Northwestern. I think they've put uh, some pretty quality defensive linemen in the NFL. Um, well, I mean, I mean, specifically, I was just about, uh, no, W A T T. By far, <laughs> by far, they've had great. I mean, you're going to talk about one that's on your team, but they've also had great running backs. Two! What do you mean? Both of them went there. JJ and TJ. No, I know. But (laughs) what I'm saying is, I think the other side of the ball often gets 
you're talking about Ron Dane back in the day. You're talking about I know, I know. you know Monty Ball. You're talking about oh God, Monty Ball. Do I need to start? Talk? I'm talking about in college they've done. I know. Um. Anyways, I think really this game comes down to the Wisconsin defense being able to to play games and stop the uh, Northwestern offense. I don't think Peyton Ramsey's going to have enough against them. Um, granted, you know, I agree. Peyton Ramsey. And if no one knows right. this, this is actually the number two defense, not not in the Big Big Ten, number two defense mm-hmm. in the nation against the number seven defense. Number two is Wisconsin. <clears throat> they yeah. can move the ball, and number seven defense, which Northwestern I don't think is good, as good on the offensive side of the ball as Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin just outscores them, really. Um, I don't think it's fair to rank Wisconsin's defense so high, though. They've only played two games. Now, that's, really, what, though, I'm, but that, that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm getting at. That's But they've given up a total of 18 points. <laughs> I mean, no, they scored still. about a bazillion. 7 to Illinois, 11 to Michigan. That's the only thing that scares me about this game. I thought someone would take Northwestern, and Illinois and Michigan are not good teams. Right. But they were supposed – one was supposed to be decent. The other one is all Lovey Smith in his second year is trying to get the – That's what I'm going to hate. Year. That's second. what I'm going to hate about going towards the Big Ten championship is that Ohio State plays no one. After Indiana, Ohio State plays literally no one. No good teams. Wisconsin, however, they have to play Indiana still. They still have to play Minnesota and Iowa at Iowa, which is definitely a difficult place to play, with or without fans. Um. Anyways, over under forty four. I like the over. I think Wisconsin scores enough. Um, Northwestern does enough to get to the over forty four. That's a pretty low one. Three thirty. ABC. UCLA coming off their Sunday win over Cal against the Ducks, number 11, Oregon. This one moved. It was uh, 13 and a half, I believe, to start the week. It moved up to 17. Uh, Tyler Schaaf and that Oregon Ducks defense going to get it done against uh, UCLA. And this is 2-0. and I don't know why it says 4-2. and I don't. I absolutely don't know what I plugged in there. <laughs> Oregon's 2-0, and not 4-2. and I mean, you might be predicting the future though. They might be four and two in a couple of weeks, but uh, no, uh, not not with who they play. Hell no! <laughs> God dang, their schedule sucks. This actually might be one of their tougher games that they play, just because it might they might have to shoot them out. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the Oregon defense though. Um, really, I mean, even though I mean they gave up twenty nine to Washington State, but. I think. Wait, who's the new uh, Oregon quarterback? Tyler Shaw. Yeah, uh, which he's pretty good, I would say. 38 of 56, 539, five touchdowns, two picks through two games. Granted, I mean, Dorian Thompson-Robinson for UCLA has two more touchdowns, but that's fine. Uh, I, I don't know that I like the minus 17. That's all I, I don't either, though. Yeah. Um, And the one team that I would never want to keep around in a football round would be a Chip Kelly one-possession team, or even two possessions. 
Now, I do think Oregon, it's at home. They're going to take care of business. This is their shot at the college football playoff championship. The last team since Washington. It'll, it'll and Washington be, got embarrassed by Clemson. Yeah, it'll be close to the 17. Uh, over under 64. I don't know. I mean, y'all, it seems like y'all are higher on UCLA than I am. Uh, I mean, they beat well, Cal. I'm just saying, uh, UCLA it's can, Oregon, but UCLA well, no, I'm saying score. about the over under 63, 64 though. Oh, I think they could get there. Yeah, I take over. Why wouldn't you take the over? Because I'm not as confident in UCLA's offense to score enough to get it over. <laughs> you are a. You just said that you're a Colorado believer, and then and it was 48-42 in the first. Okay. And so then if they Colorado went, is a better Pac-12 team, and they gave up 42. Colorado's not better than Oregon, would, though. Colorado's no, not better than what, Oregon, though. Well, what would a Oregon but Colorado game look like? I don't know. Thir- would it look <laughs> like 32-28? 34-24? I mean, UCLA's going to be able to score points. I don't know. As fast as they play. I'm not touching it. I don't it. know. Maybe it's maybe it's twenty seven to three. I hope so. I'm not touching it. It's fine. Three thirty ESPN two. I don't know why I keep putting Penn State on here. Absolutely no idea why. <laughs> they're gonna, yeah, they they're gonna lose. Chance, they're gonna lose again. Like I don't They have a chance every week. They have a chance every week. It's at home. Not with the way they've been playing. It's at home. That's all I'm saying. It gives him a chance. I don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be, considering how well Will Levis played last week and almost brought them the whole way back against Nebraska. Um, but the thing is, though, Iowa is not that, you know, they're not the Iowa of old. They're not. It's down to two now. It's It was two and a half, down to two. <sighs> Iowa is not the, the team that used to compete for the Big Ten West. They're just not that Iowa. team. Iowa had some off-season field troubles. They had some people speak out. But then I said last week that they were in some games where it was one possession, one possession, and then they put it all together last season, last week. Two weeks, now you're maybe. going into a – and it should be a very, very hungry Penn State team. So I actually am kind of scared on this pick, but I went with controlling the line – and have controlling the ball, and then the I don't want to cuss. How do you say this? I don't want you to hit that button this week. The uh, hurricane storm happened of what just came out with your coach, I know. and maybe they play a lot better. But if any of this is a is two percent true, Penn State is going to be looking for a new coach. And maybe you like that. I don't know what you think about James. Why Franklin. though? Why? Because how how much stuff has happened at Alabama? How much? No one has ever said I'm gonna Jerry Sandusky you if you don't start playing better. That shit is I just cussed is fireable if you let that happen in your program. And about five players said I witnessed that. You you just you can't. 
And you're telling me that you can't get a better coach than James Franklin? Not he that ain't I that know. good of a coach, Rusty. Not that I he know of right now. Not that I know of right now. Uh, anyways. I mean, you could get Harbaugh after the season. Hell probably. no. I'd take him. I, would <laughs> take I don't Harbaugh want freaking Harbaugh. Franklin is not a good coach. Yes, he is. As much as I want him to succeed because he's an ESU alum, yeah, I don't, I don't think he's that great of a coach either. He is not. He's played Ohio State better than any other Big Ten school, really. Does he got a win? Yes, he does. One out of how many? How many? How many? How many wins does Harbaugh have against Ohio State? I'm not comparing Harbaugh because <laughs> you're not hiring Harbaugh. <laughs> but I'm saying sense? he has more. He has more wins against Ohio State than Harbaugh does. But you're not. That's hiring the that's the other Harbaugh. biggest. That has been the other biggest com- competitor in the Big Ten East since. Harbaugh. But you're not hiring Harbaugh. You're 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 making it a small window of what you're thinking. Does that make sense? Whatever. Like you wouldn't want to take Cincinnati's right. coach right now, or you wouldn't take SMU's. So this one is over under forty seven. Um, under probably. I mean, thing is, Iowa's blown out Michigan State and um, Minnesota the last two weeks. Which is not good teams, right? Yeah, I th- I think Penn. I still think Penn State has a defense. If they that can keep I them in games, you. if they can play like they did against Ohio State, they get a win. They still have Shaka Tony. They still have Jason Owe at the pass rush. Sergio Castro Fields is at corner still. It's just they they need offense and they can't get it with either. I mean. Shouldn't say that with either quarterback because Will Levis, like I said, almost brought them back last week. But Sean Clifford has not been great this year. Um, and they don't have any running backs really either. So, who knows? Uh, 330 Big Ten Network. Another really good game. I like this game. Uh, Chris is lone wolfing the Aztecs, San Diego State. Uh, this one, let's see if the line Here we go, moved. finally. Let's see you got to get in the mix. You gotta you gotta go up the standings, okay. baby. It hasn't it hasn't moved. Uh, I believe it started out the week as a two and a half point favorite for Nevada, and it switched to one and a half for San Diego State. I this is the Carson versus Why Carson. Why are you in favor of San Diego State now, though? I have no idea. I don't. I'm not the bookkeeper. I don't. <laughs> I don't control. I mean, Vegas. Like, did something happen in Nevada that made it swing the other way? I don't know. I don't control Vegas, Chris. <laughs> Anyways, and and I'm not even sure that it was two and a half Nevada. I forget. I I switch these things all the time. Anyways, uh, this is the Carson versus Carson game that we've wanted in the Mountain West this year since both quarterbacks have been playing very well. Carson Baker for San Diego State. Carson Strong for Nevada. Uh, I don't know. I am believing in the Wolfpack. Uh, and Romeo Dobbs, their wide receiver that they have there. San Diego State has the Bell brothers. They're not really brothers, as far as I know, but their running backs there are pretty good. Mm-hmm. This should be a really good game. Um, looking forward to watching it. Over what under. What time? What time is that at? I'm getting there. Over under forty-seven. <laughs> Uh, I gotta write it down. I'm just excited. Over under 47. I like the over. I think both these offenses can score. Not so sure about either defense. 
Um, I would, if I had to say one without a lot of knowledge on either defense, I would probably say San Diego State has the better defense. Um, but I'm not exactly sure. Three thirty CBS Sports Net. Yeah, what was it? Forty five spread or seven? Forty seven. Forty seven. I mean, yeah, it's still doable. I mean, twenty eight, twenty seven, something like that. Yeah. Kentucky going to Tuscaloosa, number one Alabama. 30 points for Bama right now. Um, I'm kind of surprised that the spread's not higher than 30. Well, I don't know. I mean, if Kentucky has Terry Wilson, they're not a terrible offense. It's just Kentucky has, I mean, other than the Georgia game, I don't think Kentucky's defense has played anything, really. Yeah, you have to think later in the season, too, you're not going to play players as – you shouldn't play players as long. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. People Excellent. can agree with me or not, but you get your conditioning down. You get your timing down. Don't leave your players in for extra reps to get hit in the ankle, to get hit in certain situations. So I'm not saying that has something to do with it, but it could make make the spread difference. Actually, I was wrong about the Kentucky defense, okay? Only three out of their seven games have they given over, given up over 21 points. Over 20 points. Auburn was one of them. Yeah, they gave up 29 to Auburn, 42 to Ole Miss, uh, and then last week they gave up 35 to Vandy. Ole Miss is scoring on everybody. I'm just going to throw that out there right now. Yeah. And if then Kiffin ever gets a freaking defense, their 20 SEC's point in trouble. Their 20-point game was their fourth, their other loss to uh, Mizzou. But they gave up 14 to Georgia, 7 to Tennessee, and 2 to Mississippi State in, their, in two of their three wins. So, yeah. I mean, their defense isn't that bad, but I mean, against Mac Jones and plethora of It ain't of happening this week. It ain't happening. <laughs> Do we like the 30 for Bama? I think so. I would take it. Mm. That, this is a tougher one because they could they could be up 30 at halftime. Listen, hear me out. They could be up at halftime 30, and then they switch – quarterback or switch to the second string and the second string is still good enough but then it becomes 28 does that make sense mm-hmm. and they have to win by 31 in order to cover that that just that that scares me yeah i wouldn't touch but it. it could be a crap show i mean they could win by i mean they did they they, they won against a and m by like 28 yeah. So it could it could come ugly for the Wildcats. That's I I think that that that's what I was trying to say. Like that people don't take into consider. And I love Nick Saban because I have a philosophy. If you're going to kill an ant, you kill it with a sledgehammer. And he has that same philosophy. But this late in the game, how long do you play? Your players, what is the outcome? Yeah, not touching it. Uh, over under 58, I think that goes over. Bama probably gets there by themselves. Uh, 4 o'clock, SEC Network. 
Big 12, Kansas State heading to Iowa State, number 17, Iowa State. Iowa State is a 11.5 point favorite now. I like the Cyclones. I'm surprised no one took K-State. I've liked, this, I've liked the Cyclones. Really... I've liked the Cyclones for a while. I think the last couple weeks I've been kind of pining for their Big 12 title chance, and I still think they will be the Big 12 champions in the end of it all. Um, some people in Oklahoma might have something to say to me, but that's fine. I still like the I like Cyclones. it. I, I, that's... I like it. I like I'm following it. Um, over under 46 and a half, though. Go under. I mean, I, yeah. because I don't I don't believe in Kansas State's offense. I mean, they've had their games. Uh, but at the same time, the Iowa State can score if they want to. But I think they do. I mean, they, they're more of a time possession ball you know, ball game kind of team with Brees Hall. I mean, do you think it's possible to be like 35-14 as a score? Yeah, but that gets you to 49, which is the over. That's what I'm saying. Like, Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely... Okay, let's go over. Let's switch it, Chris. Go over. (laughs) (laughs) 4 o'clock on Fox. Brees Hall, another 100-yard rushing game coming up. Back to the SEC, Tennessee at number 23, Auburn. Auburn No is... one took Tennessee? Hell nope. no. I thought Although, I now that I look at one it, person. I should have. I, I thought one person would take Tennessee. Right I thought one person would take Tennessee. Look, Auburn has had their moments. Don't get me wrong. But, they figured it out, in my opinion. Yeah, the last two games they scored 35 and 48 points. So, and the, really, they've scored, they've been scoring the whole season. Other than the Georgia game, their lowest output was 22 I, and a loss to South Carolina. I agree. I agree. And that's what gets him, Gus, or what gets him in trouble every year. They do this and that, and then they hit a peak, and he finishes the season really good. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's like, "Well, what do we do with his seventy-five million dollar buyout, which is no longer seventy-five million dollars? It's like fifteen million dollars now." Yeah, I don't know. Like Auburn, like the Tigers, I think they go and win at home. Uh, they do cover ten and a half as well. Uh, over under fifty and a half. I'll take the over. Like I said, Auburn's been scoring. I think Tennessee's going to score enough. 52 and a half? 50 and a half. 50 and a half. 51 points. That's all you need. I think Auburn <laughs> can score 30 by themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tennessee, 30, and Georgia, Tennessee and Georgia. <clears throat> we're, I was in North Carolina at this time. It was 41-22. So that would give you the over. Yeah. Right? Yep. But what was the Tennessee-Kentucky game? Look at that for me. Not right now, but fans... 34-7 Kentucky. Which gives you... Under. 41. Those are the two contrasting factors. I think it goes over. (laughs) 
Auburn's defense is not as good. It becomes a shootout. It could be 38-31. It could be 34-24. It goes over, over regardless. Pick it over, guys. 7 o'clock ESPN. Mississippi State at number 13, Georgia. I was mad that I didn't get a ticket for the donation pool this, to this game. I will be at the bar watching, however. Oh, I thought you were coming over. Anyways. I do have a nice bar at my house. I really do. Again, you I got two, actually. I've you, set up two Again, bar. you don't have cable. I like to watch things live and not streamed. Just saying. <laughs> Anyways, I have... I do have somewhat of an inkling of why Georgia is a 25.5 point favorite. But on the other hand, why are they a 25 point favorite? <laughs> like, seriously, can we actually score enough points to get to a 25 point deficit? I think it's more about Mississippi State being as bad as they are. I, I don't think that we're going to cover 25 points. I don't. No, I don't think so either, but I think that it's as large as it is because of how bad Mississippi State actually is. Yeah, I, mean, I would agree. Mississippi State hasn't been good since LSU. Can we agree on that? Hey, they won last week. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Against Stop. Vanderbilt, they won. <laughs> I mean, Stop. I got a little soft spot in my heart for Mississippi State because I was the Mississippi State Bulldogs in Little League when I played baseball, but... It's yeah, not. They, they, they it's not our fault that your parents abused you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what I'm gonna say right now is the one thing that Kirby has to do the rest of the season, and I've butchered him for the quarterback play, is how do you keep your team engaged? The only reason Georgia Bulldogs lose this game at home between the edges is if people just check out and say bye 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 I'm going to the NFL draft let's try to do after COVID talent versus talent still does not match up even if you line Stetson Bennett or his mom under center because what's going to happen with with Mississippi State you can put two people rushing where other our program you can put 10 in the box and our guy can't throw it over the linebacker so it's two contrasting styles but if you had a number one recruiting class two years ago number two this year number two this year and you lose this game y'all i'm done i'm gonna go and riot in the streets and all the georgia fans you all are waiting for a savior. This isn't the savior unless this happens. Win this game, win Missouri, win Vanderbilt, go along with your season. Let's try again next season. Uh, by the way, the Louisville-Syracuse game just kicked off, and I had no idea that Syracuse had switched quarterbacks. Uh, it is now, I believe his last name Stewart. 7-0. It is now Jacobian Stewart, I believe. Uh, true freshman in at quarterback for the Orange. But, yeah, just uh, want to point that out. I did not know Tommy DeVito was not getting the start tonight for Syracuse. Not that it changes the outcome. Um, 
But anyways, Georgia, you know, this one is, what do we got here? Over under 44 and a half. 44 and a half. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go with the over. Let's do it. Let's take a yeah. shot. All right. You're, I'm not opposed to that 44 and a half, but do you cover minus 25? Hell or do we no. win by 17? Hell no, we're not covering 25 points. But it's still over. Yeah. I'm with you on that one, 100%. Um, do we see JT Daniels before we move along? Let's I didn't want to talk about the quarterback situation. <laughs> I'm, I've talked about that for... Six weeks now. I'm not talking about it. Over or under, we see JT Daniels. That is not a prop bet. That's not how that works. <laughs> 7.30 SEC Network. Look at that. Syracuse punting already. Maybe they. Maybe Louisville covers 19 and a half. Good. <laughs> we have Bedlam. Number 14, Oklahoma State going to number 18, Oklahoma. I am on the pokes. I am on the mullet train. I am on Mike Gundy, Spencer Sanders, Chuba Hubbard, Tylen Wallace. Let's go, Cowboys. I told you I was riding with you, and you threw me off the bandwagon. No, your text (laughs) said OU. No, 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 you need to reread that. You just wanted to I'm kidding. I probably did say OU. I don't know how to spell OU. Is it two numbers? I'm just kidding. Hey, Gundy is at a deficit when he's been coaching OU, and he actually has the best team set up to beat them. I don't care about the last two losses that he's had in the conference. We already know that miracles are going to have to happen for them. into the college football playoff picture and this is where it starts the only reason I'm not taking them is that stupid freaking mullet <laughs> and I love mullets but don't don't wear your mullet with the stupidest freaking shirt of all summer when your star running back called you out wear that shirt about four weeks later like I said I like I like the mullet. I'm down for it. I don't know what what kind of pants Louisville is wearing right now. They're like cream. They're definitely not white because you can see the contrast between the Syracuse uniforms are actually white and the Louisville. The what Louisville looks like they're wearing right now is the um, the uh, throwback ones that Nebraska wears. You know, uh, the, the red Husker stripes. The red stripes. and like the cream it's like the cream pants. <clears throat> it's not white, but it's like almost tan. <laughs> That's what it looks like that Louisville's wearing right now. It's an now. interesting jersey choice or I know. uniform choice. That's that's the Adidas. That's what Adidas will do to you. Um <laughs> throwing shade on Adidas. Come at us, Adidas. <laughs> Sponsor us, please. <laughs> Anyways, I like Oklahoma State in Bedlam. I like that Oklahoma State is a underdog, considering they are four spots up in the AP poll, ready to get the college football playoff poll mm-hmm. out next week. I think I said a couple, like a week ago that the first one was this week, and it was supposed to be. Then they moved it back, though, to 
this upcoming week. Anyways, over under 59 and a half. We're going over. Shootout. <clears throat> it always is in Bedlam. I like Oklahoma State's defense better than Oklahoma's, though. And I think they get Spencer Rattler to turn the ball over. I think that's what the key difference is in this one. 7.30, ABC, Herb Street, and Fowler. Here we go. Is that where a game? Is that this where is the game, game is? I'm, I've been waiting I am for. not sure, actually. Anyways, number 21, I don't like Liberty. This. Two, I'm just going to throw that out there. NC State. NC State's four-and-a-half-point favorite. I was very surprised that none of y'all picked NC State. Mark, I thought if anyone was going to do it, you were. <laughs> no, I've been on the Liberty bandwagon all year. I'm going to stick with them. I agree. When I picked Liberty, the first thought in my mind was, every time I've won against NC State this season, they've won. And you got to know that my I married into a family of NC State, but then my wife is totally Tar Heels. I'm Tar Heels. We're Georgia, Tar Heels, Tar Heels, Georgia. And everybody that thinks they know what's best for everybody in North Carolina is NC State fans. And I was like, oh, we're going to lose. Liberty, you, please just beat them. You, you, I went back and looked at our screenshots, and the only game that I've won is Virginia Tech against NC State. And then I picked against NC State, and I've lost every game. And the one game that I picked NC State, I won. You're telling so me you didn't pick I'm Miami? that all of us are on Liberty. I don't... You're telling me you didn't I, pick Miami uh, against NC State? What? You're telling me you didn't pick Miami against NC State? No, I did. I did. <laughs> okay. That's a win. Miami won It's like... One. But I'm like... On the spread against NC State, it's like Virginia Tech and Miami. And it's like... it. Well, it's like two and two, but I'm like, I feel bad... Because I said something about my in-laws not knowing anything about the game. <laughs> they were like, they didn't even know who their quarterback was. And the, <clears throat> I, I'm like on tape saying that, and then they win the game, and I'm like, oh, God. Yeah, literally. That's, I'm just going back to that. I'm, I'm exaggerating, but I, I'm going back to that. And it's like, yeah. Malik Willis. Liberty, can you just please win? Malik Willis uh, can get it done. It's going to be a high-scoring game, I think, because NC State has shown that they can score points this season. Um, but I just... Liberty, this is this is a team of destiny right now. They're the same thing. It's the same thing I feel about Coastal right now. Both teams are hitting on all cylinders. They haven't had any COVID restrictions. Uh, players getting, you know, out put out for COVID and whatnot. Hugh Freeze has them going. I think they get the win in NC State. Go to three and zero against the ACC this year. I don't even know the last time an independent Hugh Freeze team. Will, if he wins this game, will have a job in a Power Five conference. I don't even know the last time an independent team went three and zero against the Power Five conference. Uh, that Hugh was, Freeze that wasn't, will go to South Carolina. That wasn't like an Army or BYU. Uh, because both those independents have played pretty well over their histories. Um, anyways, this one is over under 67 and a half. I do you like. Freeze. 
I do South like Carolina the over. Next year. I do like the over. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, 40 to 30-something. And, yeah, let's go get it. Flames, 7.30, ESPN 3. Pac-12, Arizona at Washington. Rusty taking Arizona. Again. I'm on, I like what Kevin Sumlin. I'm enjoying that you're doing all these lone wolves here, Rusty. I like what Kevin Sumlin is doing with the Wildcats. Um, you know, they they almost beat USC. They, they probably should have. They probably should have beat USC had uh, Keaton Slovis not done his freaking acrobatic stuff that he does during every late-game situation when they're down one score. And, you know, I don't... I really don't know why Washington is favored by double digits. They barely beat Oregon State last week by six points. That makes no sense for Washington to be double digits in my mind. Anyways, I know they're home. I know they're home. But they were home last week as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think that's mainly why I picked them, though, is because they are favored by so much, and they are home. Um, But, yeah, like you said, they didn't win by a ton last week. But, hey, I'm rolling with them. It's Kevin enough. Sumlin's had mixed reviews. And, um, sometimes on the train, and sometimes not. This this was a difficult one. If you win it, good for you. This is this is a uh, like Pac-12 of the future game at quarterback. You have Grant Gunnell at Arizona as a sophomore. You have Dylan Morris at Washington, who's a freshman. We'll be witnessing the Pac-12 of the future at quarterback right here. Um, over under 53. I'm not so sure about that one. Like I said, Arizona scored 30 against USC last week. Washington scored 27 against Oregon State. So, I mean, if you put those two together, it gets the over. Um, barely. So let's sure let's go over one uh fifty three. I don't know. I think it'll be a low scoring game. I would. I'll take the under. Eight o'clock on Fox. Back with the Pac twelve number twenty USC should not be two and zero. How how did you not take Utah at Rusty? Utah? I thought you were on the Utah bandwagon. I have no idea what Utah is going to put out. The only thing I know about Utah is that they're very well coached because they have Kyle Whittingham as their head coach. That's really the only thing I know about Utah at this point. That's true. That's what true. I do know about USC is that they find a way to win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, they produce great college quarterbacks that fail in the NFL, too. So. Yeah. <laughs> Keaton Slovis Sam is the Donald's next one down the pipe. Table. Keaton Slovis is just the next one down the pipe, man. Mm-hmm. Uh and if you if, if JT Daniels ever plays, he would also be technically USC quarterback. Um, but anyways, I like Keaton Slovis uh, in this one. I think that uh, Utah again. It's it's going to be the same thing. I think though, it's it, USC is going to have to drive late. Uh, Utah is going to give them problems, and USC is going to win close. They, they do cover plus, minus three, though. If anyone wants to watch this game, whoever has the ball last will win. <clears throat> it's going to be USC. USC, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> They've done it already. Uh, wouldn't be out of my mind. To Just watch the game, and that's how USC wins. Over under 58, though, I don't think so. No. It's still it's still minus three. Just minus three, hammer that, yeah. I think USC covers three easily. Not easily, but it's going to be a one-score game, and I don't think it's going to be a three-point game. Um, 10.30 ESPN. Mark, you going to be up for that one? Tonight or tomorrow? It's tomorrow, 10.30 on ESPN. Oh, I'll be up tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> Ooh, I can't hear. Tonight's the only night that I'm going to go to sleep early. Next one's a half an hour later. Last game on the slate we got... Boise State at Hawaii. I want to see this. I want to see this. Well, you got to stay up for it. Yeah. I'll tell you the time in a little bit, but yeah. I mean, the Broncos, you know, I, I still don't know. Well, yeah, Hank Bachmeyer has been back. He was back last week. Um, but yeah. With Hank Bachmeyer, though, Boise State is so much <clears throat> different. Uh, their morale... Everything is so much different with Hank Bachmeyer because he gives them a sense of belief uh, that they know they can win. So, you know, mm-hmm. Broncos. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that scares me about this game is that they have to travel to Hawaii. But I still think that they have this game easy. But I think that's the only reason that Hawaii has any chance at all is that they're in Hawaii. Yeah. I don't know. In Hawaii's two wins, though, they have put up 34 and 39 points, but their two losses, they've only put up 7 and 10. Uh, Who have they played so far? Anybody good? Uh, Fresno. They beat Fresno week one. Got crushed by Wyoming week two. Barely beaten New Mexico by six. And then got crushed by San Diego State. Hmm. And they will get crushed again this week. <laughs> Boise State covers 14 points. I hate I hate fourteen though, I hate yeah. even numbers first off, and ones that are right at a no- normal scoring point. Mm-hmm. Absolute trash. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, over under fifty eight. Let's go over. Hawaii's gonna score just enough to get it there. How much fifty eight? Boise's gonna score forty something. Actually. Really, Boise in their three wins, um, they've scored 42, 49, and 52 points. So they will score 40 something. Mm. And Hawaii's going to score 10. I think. I think 49, 49 to 10, it gets hit by one 38, point. 38, 10. No, they're not going to score less than 40 points. They're not going to... There's no way they score less than 40. No way. They're going across the pond, 38-10. No chance. (laughs) 27-14. That's even worse. (laughs) All right, Mark, 11 o'clock tomorrow night. CBS Sports. Exactly why they're going to score 38. 11 o'clock. I'm watching this on a preview next week. (laughs) NFL playoff standings updated... From the Monday and Thursday night games. Really the only changes. Seahawks move up to the three spot. Cardinals drop down to seven. Vikings didn't move. But neither did the Bears, obviously. Bears still one game out. Vikings one and a half. Um, 
But yeah. We'll see. Vikes Vikes have a shot right now. I love when you look at the records. Uh Eagles three five and one at number four. Buccaneers seven and three. Can the Rams please <laughs> can the Rams please get to number five, Mark, please? Just no, they're gonna lose. Give me them night. at number five. I want them in Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, we I, do I, play. I they do play you. each other. I told you. I told you. Your division will win one playoff game. But no it's, one believes. If they play the no. Bucks, they're not gonna win. No, I really. I'm telling you right now. I kind of like. Sorry, Rusty, but I kind of hope that the Giants win the division. Because then Tom Brady and the Buccaneers have to travel to New York to play the Giants, and that's his kryptonite. I love. That's I love his seeing, kryptonite. Yeah, you I saw it on Monday. Out. You saw it in Super Bowls. I'm with you, Chris. I'm with you. It's not going to happen again. If the Bucks have to go back to MetLife, they're going to absolutely destroy the Giants. If that's going, <laughs> if that's happened, no lie. Tom Brady's going to go in there pissed off. He's going to freaking throw the ball around 500 yards. I will agree with you. For the first time in his life, he will beat up his kryptonite mm-hmm. but there's still an intriguing part of what chris is saying and no one listened to me when i said on monday night the buccaneers will win but it will not be pretty and everybody's like oh don't go uh, into <laughs> med life and just destroy them and i'm like no that's his kryptonite every person has a kryptonite if the eagles <laughs> don't win the division Alex's I would like to put in beautiful face and titties is my kryptonite. If if the Eagles don't win the division, <laughs> I would like to put the Washington football team in there. Give Alex Smith a playoff shot. Put him in. Mm-hmm. But the Eagles are going to win the division. It's fine. Uh, all right. NFL pick standings. Chris, you're still up there, man. Let's go. Chris I had the gain some ground here too. Easily, easily the best week out of everyone. Um, Alex and I seven and five. Mark eight and four. Mark, you're down five now to Chris. I am down. I don't two. understand Alex how. Is down three. Okay, listen, listen. <clears throat> how do I lead in the dog standings and the log standings? Because <laughs> you're only picking one four. game. No, 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 no. I, I don't know that you're I'm actually questioning your math right now. How am I a lock standing and a dog standing number one? And I go eight and four last week and the other week I went um nine and three and I'm still in the bot. Are you sure you're mad? You started out the season I know like down ten. Strasburg, and I know I just I don't You started out the season like down ten, man. You were you were down there pretty far to start off the year. Those weren't my picks. It's because I would. I remember you guys saying you just should pick your own games instead of going with other people. That's what you should start no, doing. No, I remember going into the season and going, "We're gonna add you into the mix, but we're gonna put you down eight zero eight. And I was like, "What?" We did not say that. <laughs> yeah. You're such a liar. There Look are, at my dog standing. There are no records. How, how is Alex's best bets of the week still eight games under 500 and he's beating you? I just, someone's math around here. Because that's rough. against the spread and not the not the win. Nice. 
Look, he went he went zero and three last week. He has five losses in the overall standings. That's. I'm trying to get this math up all the way. Oh. Anyways, your math Eagles. Is Eagles at the Browns. No Miles Garrett for Cleveland. Uh, but yeah, they still win. It's uh, yeah, I still think they win even without Miles Garrett this week. The Eagles' offense just hasn't looked that great. I know this year. I know. <laughs> It could be worse. It could be worse. How do I get a high five of the best upsets in week six? There's no way I am dead. There's some collusion. Collusion. You have no some idea. Some collusion is going on right now. You better turn this game. I'll mute you, son. I will mute you. <laughs> There's collusion. Over you didn't under. Like when I came into your guys's formidable friends and I started beating you guys over under 47 and a half I think it's going to be under again because the Browns uh, the Browns just you know I mean they've put up points in some games but other games I'd like to see Nick Chubb get a little bit more action than he did last week which I think he will so I am fine with Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, both going for 100 every single week. That is perfectly fine. I have Kareem. <laughs> Let's do it, Chris. Let's make it happen. Um, Collision. The Eagles, on the other hand, um, <laughs> um, the Eagles, on the other hand, are... You know, like you said, Chris, their offense sucks. Really, I mean, I think their defense will be able to keep them in it. But, yeah. Browns cover minus three. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Mark's doing. I asked him to unmute. He's not unmuting his mic. <laughs> that's, a, that's a him problem. Um, hello, Mark. Let's see. Yeah, over under 47 and a half. Let's take the under on that one. Mm-hmm. Next one, Steelers nine and zero. Pittsburgh Steelers. T.J. Watt. I've been wearing this jersey. I don't know how many weeks now, and they are still winning, and they will continue to win this week, going to yeah. Jacksonville. They're they're going to be ten and zero. My question is, do they cover by ten and a half? Yes, I think so. Yeah, but but the only thing like that's worrying me, and I know it shouldn't because it's a totally different team now, but. The game that's been going through my head all week is the the playoff game a couple years ago when Jacksonville upset them. That wasn't a couple years ago, man. That was a that was a long time ago. That was like actually, three or four years ago. Oh, you're talking about, about the ago. seventeen. You're talking about the seventeen one. I was in my mind. I was thinking about the freaking David Garrard BS in like 09. No, I was talking <laughs> about the one a couple years ago when Jacksonville was actually good. Yeah, seventeen. They're only run to the freaking AFC championship. Two things game. happen. I, I actually think that being an I my opinion is the Steelers will be ten and zero. And well we can talk about this later, but if they don't lose to the Ravens, they'll they'll go undefeated. But that's a different mm-hmm. story. Um either they win by eleven or they like the Jaguars at home they've shown some signs 
Steelers might <clears throat> it's, overlook it's, them, then it's a seven-point ball game. So what do you do? Over or under? It's really annoying. Big Ben put out like a thing about how the Jags have challenged them over the years, which I don't dispute because they have. Um, but yeah, no, not this season. Not without their number one corner and a rookie sixth round pick at quarterback who is going to get eaten alive. Um, <laughs> so hey, that's yeah. their quarterback. Anyways, over under is point win. Over under is forty six and a half for this one. In and no, they win by two touchdowns. Let's move on. Over-under is 46.5 for that one. I think it gets there. I think under because they just beat the Bengals 36-10. to 10. Yeah, but you can never really look at division games. Yeah, but if, it, if, it, if you can't look at division games, it would have been a closer game last week, but it wasn't. They, I think they finally, like, they need to run the ball, no lie, because they've, won their last three games without running for 50 or more yards so um they definitely need to run the ball a lot with james connor this game against the jags defense who's not that good so hopefully they do that i need him in fantasy against you chris that would be great um let's move on lions heading to carolina two and a half points for the lions um it's actually down to two now for Detroit. It was early in the week, it was one and a half for the Panthers. Hmm. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I think with all the injuries or whatever that the Panthers are uh, experiencing with McCaffrey and with Bridgewater, and I don't even know if there's anybody else that's important that's on the injury mm-hmm. list right now, but with those two specifically, I think is why I went with the Lions. I think that the Lions offense will outplay the Panthers offense and basically that'll be the reason they win even without Swift I think that Peterson can do it still and I think the Lions will come out on top tell me why you and Alex are on the Panthers Mark well I took uh, I thought this was a game that I was gonna go with Rusty because he's the best NFL projector people need to hire rusty why chris is leading the points chris is leading the standings though (laughs) then he said i don't know what's going on with bridgewater and i said oh my gosh i don't know what to do either and i actually think bridgewater will play i text you guys and i thought the Panthers, I just thought they were a dog of the week. I thought it was going to come down to the last possession, and I still think it will. Now, is Kennedy Galladay playing? Does anybody know? No, Kenny Galladay's out. I think this is the most even game. Galladay and talk- Amendola's out as well. We just talked about the most even game, what, three slides ago? I think this is the most even. So... Why will I take the Panthers? Because you have to finish your season. The worst thing that could happen here's here's my scenario. Here's the worst thing that could happen for the Panthers. You get a new owner, you hire Matt Roll, 
everything's going really good. Then everybody figures it out in year one. And everybody's like, oh, man, the Panthers are ahead of schedule. Here's the thing. Joe Brady is actually the – this is his heat right now. And people could be like, why is it Joe Brady's heat and not Rule or the owner or Bridgewater? It's actually his heat. You have to figure out what's going on, what adjustments that you have to make. Now is your time to make the adjustments. And if he doesn't, okay, I lose my pick. That's fine with me. Um, yeah. I just think Matthew Stafford, better quarterback in this one. Um, he is. And he has to win this ball game. And I still... Yeah, I think the Lions have a lot more on the line than the Panthers I'm still, do. Right I'm still... Praying and hoping for my Detroit Lions NFC North pick from the preseason. I don't know if they win the NFC North now, but I, th- they still have a shot. At the and play. if they win this Chris, one, if they win right. this one, they are one game out of the playoffs. You're right. Put it down. Matthew Stafford has a lot more on the line. Over I went under, with the home team, and that's pretty much the reason. Over under 47. Um, I like the under in that one. <clears throat> Panthers have a lot more to play for losing and getting a better draft pick. Here we go. Falcons headed to the Taysom Hill, New Orleans Saints. Uh, it started out at 5, I believe, this week. Um, and now is down to 3.5. Just checking to make sure I actually it's still current. Yeah, I'm not even going to talk about this because we talked about Winston and Salem before. I actually think the Falcons have a really good shot at winning this game, and it has nothing to do with Drew Brees being out. I just think that they've changed, and I don't even know that Raheem Morris will be the head coach, but I think with Dan Quinn gone, I think they could have beat the Bucks, Saints, or anybody when he is gone. Their offense is as good. You guys want to talk about like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers having Antonio Brown and Gronkowski and Fournette and Antonio Brown and all these guys. And Well, actually, Mike Evans is the best on the offense. If anyone wants to argue with that with me, I'll punch you in your fucking nuts. But <laughs> that's the best wide receiver on the team. Godwin's only a stretcher. I actually think the Falcons are so good on offense, Dan Quinn didn't even realize. Like, he, he said, we're good on offense. And then he he turned over here and tried to do things on defense, and they were bad on defense. They were bad on defense, and he didn't make the defense any better, but he forgot about the offense. And now you have someone coming back in, and he's at least saying, okay, we have a bad defense, but we're going to try to outscore you. I can see the Falcons winning this game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we could all agree that the Falcons should be 5-4 and four or 6-3, and three, something like that. They should have won at least two more games. The Cowboys game and... Bears. Who Was it the Bears game that Gurley scored the touchdown? No, uh, no, it was the Lions. Lions game, right? Lions. So Lions. those two games they should have won. And there might have been another game that they should have won that I can't think about. But I honestly think that 
having Taysom Hill in, I mean, we were talking about it before that Taysom Hill being at quarterback kind of eliminates the whole Swiss Army knife thing because Jameis Winston isn't going to get any playing time. But I still think that I don't, as much of a Drew Brees supporter as I am because he is my favorite player of all time and all that. I just Yeah, I, I think that having Taysom Hill in their quarterback might even be better than having Brees there because Taysom Hill still has a little bit of arm strength that Brees might not have anymore. So they might be able to stretch the field a little bit more now than they could. I mean, they still might just do the little five-yard passes to come out. And I think, I think Winston is going to come in and throw to Taysom Hill at one point. I mean, they said that he doesn't have any packages for him, but they might have a surprise one that they just didn't want to reveal. Who knows? Why would you say that? Okay. We're <laughs> taking way too long tonight, so I like Taysom oh. Hill, and <laughs> that's it. You're always going to lie about your packages. No. Over under 51 and a half. I like over. I think Jason Hill gets the offense going, and they're going to win close. Bengals at Washington football team. I am lone wolfing Mr. Smith. I love Alex Smith and what he's mm-hmm. done the last two weeks with Washington. 390 yards last week, no touchdowns, but... Should have gotten at least a shot to go to overtime if their defense could have done anything against Matthew Stafford. Um, But, yeah, I like Washington in this game. I think their defense terrorizes Joe Burrow. Yeah, I mean, this game I went, like, back and forth with for a good five minutes before I finally made the pick. And, obviously, I picked the Bengals here. But I can – I mean, I think this – or. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the closest spread of the week yeah. for the NFL, at least. Yeah. Um, That's tied. And it's tied. With yeah, I, I can easily see Washington winning this game because it is in Washington, and Alex Smith is probably the best quarterback that they've had since I don't even know who. Um, Alex Smith is good, guys. That's yeah, that's I'm what I'm saying. Throw that out there. I think he can win this game, but I think that just – I think the Bengals are a better overall team, and I think Joe Burrow will outduel Alex Smith in this one, even with the Washington defense the way it is. <clears throat> My dog of the week came came down to a couple teams, and Joe Burrow's has delivered when he wasn't supposed to deliver when he was good in college. He didn't have enough people protecting him. He didn't have enough wide receivers. So I just went with what I thought. And the in the minus one and a half is a is is a weird line. They they need a win essentially. And he's won. He's won compared to um, <clears throat> Chargers. And Justin Herbert, and he's one compared to this person. He's one compared to that person. And maybe it isn't the right week, and he loses. Okay. But I'm going with someone that I believe in. But the Texans are at home, too, and that was scary. And I think they will win as well. Over under 47. 
I'm taking the over. I'd like it as a shootout. Titans at Ravens, six and three teams clashing here. It's uh, up to six for the Ravens now. Alex is lone wolfing the Titans. Not sure why. I mean, I do now, considering Calais Campbell and Brandon Williams are out for the Ravens D line. So Derek yeah, Henry. They were out last week, and Baltimore still destroyed. Who do they play? I forget, but they no, still had no, a great no. Game they did not destroy anyone last week, buddy. They lost to Cam Newton or, no, on Sunday Night Football. No, then two weeks ago when Campbell went out, whoever they were playing, they still played a good game. The Colts. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, and let me just say, I, I don't know if you guys will think this is crazy, but I think the loser of this game misses the playoffs. I've yeah. called it. I've called it in I mean, other divisions, not this division. I mean, out of the six and three teams, I don't think either of these teams are the best ones out of those four, five, six, and three teams. Mm-hmm. I think the Browns and the Dolphins are better than both these teams. I don't know about that. Wait. I do. Okay. All right. How they've been playing right now, yeah. The Browns are better than the Ravens. With their rushing attack, yes. And Miles Garrett. Well, we'll find out that in a couple weeks. Miles Garrett, I agree with Anyways. you. Anyways. Uh, the only reason I think the Ravens win is because, like I said, both these teams have been playing not that great as of late. The mm-hmm. Titans have been playing worse. Mm-hmm. So, And they don't have a punter. <clears throat> the Titans do not have a punter that can actually get the ball off in time. Yeah. Um, 49.5 over under. I like it as an under... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this will be a low-scoring defensive game. Patriots at the Texans. This one was another one that swung. It was two and a half uh, early on in the week for the Texans. Went to two and a half for the Patriots, down to two now. Mark, lone wolfing Houston and Deshaun Watson. Well, obviously I'm down in the standing, so you have to pick one or two games. And... Obviously, I'll tell you this. There's a better coach involved. Who's the better coach? Belichick. BB. Obviously. And there's a better quarterback involved. Who's the better quarterback? Watson. And being down in the mm. NFL stand, NFL standings, pick'ems with you guys, I had to pick <laughs> one or the other. I'm not saying it's going to win, and I love you guys, but I got to – I gotta pick something, right? Mm-hmm. Does that mean that they're automatically gonna win? No, but I gotta pick someone. I gotta pick. So I'm trying to I'm trying to get up in Chris's realm, who had an undefeated season. <laughs> That's unheard of. If no one watching knew this, he had an NFL undefeated week. That's that's mm-hmm. that's crazy. Nice 14-0. I just think that Cam Newton, Josh McDaniels has finally figured it out. Mm-hmm. What works best for Cam Newton? You run the ball with Damian Harris and Rex Burkhead. Make Newton throw short for most of the game. Give him three shots, three, three or four long balls, and then work within 15 yards the rest of the game. Yeah. I agree, and the one reason that I had to take it was to 
jump standings. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you guys at all. The only hope that I have for the Texans is it's at home. He still has J.J. Watt. I would have told, and no one believed me this three years ago, J.J. Watt is actually will never be the same player he was and was never the same player after injuries. He's a great community guy. He's a freak of nature, but he's really not as good as what people think he is. Mm-hmm. But you, they lost their window shipping Hopkins and bringing in a coach that was running the coach and the GM position. They should have had someone at the GM. They should have the coach just coaching. Their window is totally gone, but that I still don't believe in that division. Colts are a great, great, great defensive team, but I would still take Watson over Phillip Rivers. I still think there's a lot to play out in this division. Anyways, um, Stephon Gilmore could possibly play in this game, I heard. Uh, so big boost to the Patriots defense if he plays playing against Will Fuller. Over under forty nine and a half. I don't know. I, I think they don't get there. The only way that the Texans win if they make it a shootout. Why is it, do it that way? You just, will. I don't understand why the Patriots would be that better than. Because Josh McDaniels. Just beat the Jets by a <laughs> And then they beat yeah, but... a 6-3 and three Ravens team. Mm-hmm. This 6-3 and three team, which I said I, I like, I was skeptical at first with Tua, and I still think Justin Herbert's better. Chris, I know you agree with that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that, like, but I still think they'd be in the same boat if they kept Fitzpatrick as the quarterback. I think they'd still be 6-3, and because... The quarterback play hasn't been the greatest. I mean, he had a good game this past week, I think, or two weeks ago. But, like, they won the one game that he started. Their defense beat the Rams. And, and teams, yeah. Yeah, so their defense is the reason that they're 6-3 and three right now, not necessarily the offense. And I think that's another reason why they're going to win this week because the Broncos have not been anywhere near what I thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season. I mean, injuries have kind of derailed their season a little bit but still yeah we'll have to see if drew lock plays in this one or not um like i said i i, I do like brett ripon just not against the dolphins defense um i mean drew lock he just he he doesn't have an offensive line i mean garrett bowles hasn't worked out for them their former first round pick uh they signed graham glasgow for a guard which as far as I know, he is the, the, by far their best offensive lineman, but I know he's had struggles as well. I've seen some of their games, and he's gotten beat on some blocks as well. So uh, I feel bad for Drew Locke because he doesn't have an offensive line to block for him right now. And they're lucky which to is be why three he's been hurt si- pretty much all year. Yeah. I mean, they're lucky to be three and six. I love I, – I said that – was it Monday or was it when we were just talking? I love Drew Locke's arm. But Drew Locke, right now in his career, is the same prospect as Jay Cutler. 
And I don't care if anyone wants to challenge me on that. He has the potential, but he still turns it over. He still acts like it's no big deal. They are the same prospects right now. And you have to prove to me that you're better than Jacob. And we already know that John Elway either has to make a decision. You want to revive this program or you want to be John Elway and no one's better than you? It's kind of like a Michael Jordan type thing. You either bring in someone that's going to win a Super Bowl or you want to be the man until you die. Well, the thing is, how long does John Elway really have left there anyways, considering how shitty his drafts have been in the recent years? I hope he's gone because I think they'll be better off. Uh, over under 45 for this one. I think I like the over. I think the Broncos are going to be able to score enough. Yeah. Yeah, 31-14 or something like that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I envision something like 30 for the Dolphins and then Broncos get enough yeah. to, to cover that of 45. Jets, Chris, at the Chargers, going all the way across the country to L.A. Nine Chargers and a half, win. Next game. Nine and a half points <laughs> for the Chargers. I don't know what they necessarily cover, though. I think, you know, I don't know. Flacco will get them enough to cover. To cover nine know. and a half. I think the Chargers win by two touchdowns. Damn. They're, are you sure, guys? I think yes. the Jets cover. Herbert I've, is good. Uh-huh. You I know. Want to talk about. <clears throat> he starts in he every fantasy. He has the best league. deep ball. He has the second best deep ball as a rookie in all of all of the NFL this season. Oh. I mean, but if you are going to win one game this season, is it this one or is it different? No, I think I still think the best chance the Jets have of winning a game is Week 17. Well, they should have beat the Patriots. <laughs> they should have beaten them, but. Week 17 against Buffalo. Buffalo is going to rest all their starters probably. And, yeah. But, no, the charge, they the Jets have not really played against rece- any receivers really all season except for – I mean, they played against DeAndre Hopkins. But oh, Keenan Allen is another one that's one of the top receivers in the game. So I'm just praying. 130 yards, Keenan Allen, one touchdown. Well, I'm just – I don't know why I keep doing this to myself, but this is the second week in a row that I'm starting Mike Williams. And I'm just like, if he can't do it against the Jets, he can't do it against anyone. So well, then you should try to trade, drop him after that. I'm not gonna no, drop but him, but I have I, I have better options that I could play. But you, when I, are you when are you not to gonna say, start anyone against the Jets? No, the, but I do have to say though, the Jets did cut ties with their worst cornerback. This year. Yes, they did cut ties with him. Who he's given up like three touchdowns and a ton of yards and catches this year. They only but he's know, gone now. They only know who they're starting, Chris. Exactly. There's like a what a sixth round pick, seventh round pick, and three under after free agents. I mean, like that. Yeah, they got like <laughs> I think Brian Poole is their best cornerback right now, and he's the slot corner. I thought he was hurt. Um, is he? I don't even know anymore. Pretty sure Jeff he's Biden. hurt. Yeah. Let's Jeff get through much the whole. Of a I don't even know schedule of the whole season because Chris what happens if you don't get Trevor Lawrence that's just no, what I'm honestly I've been thinking about this 
like in my head. Justin what Fields happens? is not a bad second. I would love Trevor Lawrence, but I wouldn't be upset if they get the number two pick and get Justin Fields. That's not a bad option. Anyways. Well, I'm just saying, like, let, let's say Trevor goes back to school or something weird happens, so you're okay with... If they're still at number one and Trevor Lawrence is in an option, go with Justin Fields. Yeah. I like you. I like you. Let's move on. Over under 46 and a half. Go under. <sighs> Even though I said the Jets are going to cover, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. Here we go. Split on the Colts. Home at... Home against the Packers. One and a half points for the Colts. I like it. Chris, we are still on the Indianapolis bandwagon. We are riding Darius Leonard and their defense to an AFC championship appearance. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. I thought for a little bit of time in the middle of the season that the Titans were going to take the spot, but no, the two teams have looked completely different so far. I think the Colts are riding a high right now. The Packers, yes, they're 7-2. Yes, they've had their lows, but I still think that this defense will maybe not shut down the Packers' offense the way that the Buccaneers did. But I think that the the Colts' defense will do enough for their offense to win the game. Yeah, it's going to be tough with Alan Lazard coming back, giving the Packers a second option in the passing game. Um, But, yeah. I also wouldn't mind that either because I'm playing against Devonta Adams in fantasy. So, I do think that both teams are actually one-dimensional, and someone would be like, "What do you mean by one-dimensional?" I think that um, there's a lot of old age in the backfield for the Colts, and they have to win with their defense. But then you turn to the other side, and you're like, "Man, Aaron Rodgers is the man, and he is." But then he's only got two receivers to throw to but if his backfield is healthy now and he actually has a better running back than he's ever had I think they have more options I think they're getting healthier and they win this ball game if they lose this ball game it's not going to be because Philip Rivers is like (laughs) some contemporary of himself seven years ago where he throws 300 yards like he did last week it is going to be strictly because of a good Colts defense which is okay and that is fine if I ever pick a team and I lose to that that is fine mm-hmm. I will tell you right now you have to have somebody that steps up and plays the offensive position to win you a Super Bowl and if Philip Rivers figures it out in his number 29th year in the league, I'm kidding, that's a joke, with his 17 kids, I actually will cheer for him. But I don't think it'll be this game. I think the Colts get into the playoffs. And if you want to win a Super Bowl, it has to be him playing magnificent. It has to be uh, – Ben Roethlisberger playing magnificent. It has to to be Aaron Rodgers playing awesome. You pick the Cardinals. It has to be Kyler Murray at 23 years old winning you a championship. 
So who's winning us a championship? Who's going to win this game? Who's going to win the playoffs? Tannehill is not good enough for the bike, the tight end, Titans to win it. You have quarterbacks like Wilson, Murray. All right, over under 51 and a half. Um, I don't know. I would like the Colts to play defense, so I want to go under. It's a bad situation. I'm picking the Colts, but I'm playing Aaron Rodgers in fantasy against Chris, so that's fine. <laughs> Cowboys yeah. at Vikings. Vikes are minus seven coming off a division win on Monday Night Football. I like the Vikes. Everyone's on the Vikes. Gets the Cowboys. Who knows if it's going to be Andy Dalton? Like I said, I think the Cowboys have a better shot if they play Garrett Gilbert, but that's just me. Mike McCarthy's stupid, so he'll play Dalton. I like, I like Gilbert. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. on that train with you. I mean, I, I don't think it matters who the quarterback is, though. I think the Vikings have kind of figured themselves out, and they've been playing really well. I mean, they've won three straight now to kind of get back in the race, and I think that they'll get back to 500 this week because the Cowboys are still, like, they have not been the same since Dak went down. Yep. I mean, they weren't doing good when he was there, but they at least were in games when he was there. If the Vikings get into the playoffs, why would Dalvin Cook not be the MVP? Someone tell me this. Because he's a running back, and they don't vote and on him. Plus, he missed. He's games. the reason they would be in the playoffs. Plus, he missed games. I, I know that he's a running back, but if <laughs> if you're the most valuable player, is he not? The most valuable player. I, I agree with you. I'm just saying he wouldn't be voted in because he's a running back. Yeah. You have to break the NFL rushing record and score 30 touchdowns in order to get MVP that's as a. Bullshit. Like, like AP God. did in 08. That's the only way you can do it. Um, over under is 48 for this one. I like the under. I doubt the Cowboys can score enough. Sunday Night Football Chiefs at the Raiders. Like I said, Raiders had. <laughs> Almost their entire starting defense out because of COVID mm-hmm. this week of practice. This one moved. It was uh, six and a half, I believe, for the Chiefs. It's now eight and a half. Easy win for Patrick Mahomes. I think they win, like you said before, in a different game, Chris. Two touchdowns. Chiefs blow them out. Yeah. I mean, if the defense was there... I think it would have been a different story. I would I would have maybe gone with the Raiders because of the game earlier in the season. I mean, they, it is the Chiefs' only loss. I mean, they'll play, um, but they just didn't practice. No, but I'm saying, so they didn't get, like, the week of practice and all yeah. that. So they're not as prepared. I mean, even though, like I said, the that game, the first game was a shootout, um, I still think that Patrick Mahomes and company will figure it out this week and be able to better than they did in the first game. Revenge game. That's all mm-hmm. I'm saying. I'm looking for Patrick Mahomes for 400 yards and four touchdowns. Please and thank you for fantasy purposes. <laughs> uh, over under 57. That's tough. First one was a shootout. Uh, over under 57. I don't know. That's. I don't think it'll be that. I don't know. Not doing it. Not doing it. 31-24. Alex's best bets have not been best. The I think he goes three. I think he goes three and oh. This is this is an easier week 
for best bets. I think it's a harder week the, for dogs of the week. I think the We're hardest gonna, one is going to be the Steelers covering ten and a half. Yeah, I was going to say he his record is strictly on the line, right? Spread, not whether yeah. or not they win or not lose. Yeah, it's just spread. So, yeah, like like you said, I think the Steelers ten and a half is the toughest one. But all three the, of his, I think the Dolphins are a lock there. All three of his teams did lose last week, though. <laughs> and, no, and didn't cover the spread. <laughs> I think he's definitely got one win there with the Dolphins. The, That's why uh, there's collusion. He, he picked, the Vikings are up in the air. I mean, I think they'll win, but I don't know if they'll win by a touchdown. Last week, I believe he picked two out of three were underdogs. And, yeah, so did not win. <laughs> Anyways, lock of the weeks. Mark, we're still up there. One up on Alex. Which is collusion. How am I in the bottom of the NFL standings? Because you're picking one. You're picking one game versus uh, well, well, twelve. You're picking one game versus twelve. Coach came in here and schooled you guys. You're picking uh, one game versus twelve games in the. And you're only standings. a game ahead of us in the pick standings. Yeah. Right here, in well, the someone standings. give me money because I would have made you money. I'm Look, kidding. I'm gonna laugh if you lose this week, Mark. <clears throat> Look well, I, Chris, we're okay. we're together, buddy. We're we're on the All Vikings. Right. Uh, Mark's on the Chiefs. Alex on the Steelers. Easy, easy. They took the easy way out. Yeah, yeah. Dude, Mark me? didn't. No, <laughs> Alex did. Alex definitely did. No, I, my other team was the Vikings, and he said, "Don't pick." I did <laughs> not it say been anything. Three against one and three against one. And the only thing that I said was, listen, I picked the Chiefs because they want some revenge. Mm-hmm. But they could still lose. They're on the road. I didn't say anything. You said Chiefs. Whatever. Not. I wanted the Vikings. And you <laughs> Next said week, don't pick against a bad Dallas. Team. Next week I'm gonna put I'm gonna put our screenshots of the text on there and <laughs> I'm gonna show everyone what who the real <laughs> truth sayer is. Dogs, dog standings. Mark, you got a leg up on me this week, buddy. How am I on the bottom of the NFL pick standings? I told you guys. The locks and the dogs. Come on. Someone's cheating me. Uh, Last week. 11 and 7. I believe. Who did three of us take last week? I took... I took the Bills, and we all know how that ended. Yeah, you were lucky. You were lucky to get a freaking cover, boy, because they didn't Bull kick the ex- they didn't He's kick lucky the extra that points. He the touchdown. They didn't kick Don't the extra point. Bring that into my house. They didn't kick Don't the extra bring point. That into my house. I would have won spread and the game if it wasn't for a hail mary. They didn't kick the extra point. You were lucky that you got one win. Get the- Get, I'm not gonna cuss. Get out of here. If they get if they here. if they kick the extra point, that DeAndre Hopkins won that 500 jump ball in the backyard. If they kick Tyler the extra Murray point, didn't even know he was throwing it to fucking. Can you shut up for one minute, Mark? God damn. <laughs> My height. If they kick the freaking extra point, you would no. get a tie because you would push for plus three. But they didn't kick the extra point, so you got to cover. 
And I don't remember who we all... Oh, we all took the freaking Broncos against the Raiders. That's who we did last week. 0-2. Oh, Great times. Alex is on the Titans. We're all on the Bengals. Which is a predicament for me because I picked the Washington football team as my pick. I'd rather have that so pick So you're going to win one pick. of them. That's fine. I don't care. Joe um, Burrows. Alex, I don't like that pick. Plus five and a half against the, ban the Ravens. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Next week, Monday Night Football, we have the Rams heading to Tampa to play Tom Brady and the Bucks, And then we will be previewing also the Thanksgiving Day slate. <clears throat> Texans at the Lions is the noon game. 4.30 is uh, Washington football team at Dallas Cowboys. And then the capper Thursday night is the Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Are we going to get online and talk about it on Thanksgiving? No. No. We'll be back Monday. Uh, great show, y'all. Way too long. Um, and don't forget to follow us on Facebook. Also, Instagram and Twitter, at FA Podcast. And we will see y'all on Monday. Chris Scott. All right. It's been fun.